Hey everyone, welcome to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I talk to former classmates from Wizzicken High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. If you haven't yet, make sure you listen to episode 244 with Concha Hawken Mayer, Yaniv Aronson, available everywhere you get podcasts. And of course, full video is available at youtube.com slash redshirtplayer. Head over there and throw me a subscribe. And as Yaniv mentioned on the podcast, the Concha Hawken Arts Festival is June 4th. If you're around the burbs, go check it out. Say hi to Yaniv. Follow the podcast on Facebook and Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. Like and subscribe and follow and rate the podcast anywhere you're listening to this. It helps others find the show. This week, my guest is Francesco Santo. Fran and I didn't have a relationship in high school, although we did get into a little bit of a scuffle in seventh grade English class, which we'll talk about. Fran is a big podcast fan, but he hadn't actually heard many episodes of this podcast, although his wife and fellow classmate Heather Goodwin has been a supporter of the podcast since day one. Fran said he was a little nervous to do the podcast, especially after Heather told him the topics that we sometimes discuss, but he said yes anyway. And not only that, he came down to the city and we did this podcast face to face. So here's my conversation with Francesco Santo. Dude, this is a nice setup, man. Thank you for saying that. It yeah. takes me so long Dude, I, to like. I listen to podcasts <laughs> and, I, and I watch. That's all I do at nighttime after the kids go to sleep because, you know, I'm a big gardener. So I'm outside all the time and like, there's a lot of good podcasts out there. Yours, one of them. But uh, the concept's great, man. I'm just I'm proud of you, dude, because Thanks, it takes hard work and persistence. You know, people people lack that shit nowadays. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like nobody's really dedicated to anything like that. This is probably the most dedicated thing for like three years and never missing. Like that's the hard thing, that's, right? To like consistency, man. Yeah, to be like you know, there's some days when I'm just like shit like i don't that's how you make it in this world but that's how you make it in the podcast world man you got to be consistent you got to consistently put you got to put it out there you got to get people you got to have content man like and your concept's cool because i mean your inner your your wealth of people to interview is like endless you know like especially for for our class and then you're getting into the teachers now i saw yeah like coach wilson stuff i think you did good for you man thanks man Thanks. The beer looks it's, good on uh, you too. Thanks, man. You got the close cut. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been trying to. Yeah, I found this barber in um up by me. Like I used to go to Earl all the time, you know. Like, and then uh, I moved out of Ambler and just, you know, kind of steered away from everybody, man. So I found this Dominican dude in Lansdale, and he's just he cuts my hair so good. I just like I, I like I have to go every week, you know, because I, yeah. I like the clean cut. So. Did you, uh, did you grow up in it? <clears throat> of course, man. I feel like, so like in thinking about it, it's like, I remember you from, I feel Shady Grove. Shady Grove, Shady Mrs. Grove. Rogers. Yeah. So. That's all I remember from, from Mrs. like Rogers. from that is like, I was in Catholic school, St. Anthony's until like third grade. And then I went into Shady Grove, fourth grade. I don't remember my fourth grade teacher. All I remember is Mrs. Rogers from fifth grade. Okay. You were at Shady Grove too, right? Yeah, I had yeah. Roebuck. That was my first year at Shady Grove. Roebuck. We we came from Madison, so we were, you know, we were right in Ambler then too. Uh, was, Heather uh, and I were in the same, I think, third grade class. Caracappa, you remember Mrs. Caracappa? Mm. I think Charlotte Caracara something. I end up cutting this lady's grass because I have a landscape business. Yeah, and like she mailed me a check one time, and Heather saw the name. It was Mrs. Caracappa. She was from 
Shady Grove? I think Shady Grove. The name sounds familiar. It's yeah, like, like one of those kind of rolls off the tongue, Caracappa. You were Roebuck? Roebuck in fourth grade and Roe in fifth grade. Mm-hmm. I retired her. <laughs> yeah, dude, we go we go back, dude. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we never were like the best of friends, but no. like that's funny how we're going to get into this because like I was never the popular. I wasn't popular back then. I wasn't popular either. So like, like people, I think like of our stature, you know, like... I feel like we were kind of like not forced to be friends, but like I was never included in anything. You know what I mean? I wasn't really. Yeah. Cause see, I, what I remember is like middle school, high school, I guess like you were friends with Gene. So for me, yeah. like for me, it was like, Oh, he's like friends with those guys. Like, I don't like, I always looked at anyone that I didn't get along with. I always looked at them as like, they must be doing something way cooler than me. Yeah. No, nah, nah, <laughs> dude. Gene. Yes. So Gene was someone that I connected with and we became close friends, but like he wasn't awesome. Like he wasn't in like the popular crowd either. You know, mm-hmm. like, like he grew up with Eric who was like his brother, you know, and like Eric was definitely like a popular kid, you know, but he wasn't part of, he wasn't, it was a Hicken. Like, Mm. I think he, I forget where he went, like some private school, right. Or something like that. Uh, yeah. And he came in like uh, the end of eighth grade. Yeah. Me and Gene were friends and then like we weren't friends and then we were friends, but we, yeah, we got shit years, man, years. And then we, and then we got really close. Like all of us, like me, him, George, Mm. Eric, uh, you know, Earl, Justin, um, bunch of bunch of just a little crew. We used to do Ocean City, Maryland trip every yeah, year for like yeah. nine years straight. You know, like those were those were good days, man. Like the concept of friendship for me has changed, man. Like I don't know what happened, man. Like with friends, yeah, yeah. Like I'm at a part of my life now where I'm I'm meeting new people. You mm-hmm. know, like where I'm connecting with with new people. Um. You know, as you get older, you start to like, I wish I could go back, man. Like, I wish I could go back and like take this mind that I have now and kind of like do it again, yeah. you know, like, cause I was like a late bloomer, you know what I mean? Like socially, socially, like physically, Yeah. you know, I didn't, I was like the chubby kid. I was very self-conscious, you know, I just, I, I, I didn't, I feel like I didn't fit in well, you know, like I would do things out of um, like motivation to like be cool and like fit in somewhere versus mm-hmm. like doing something just because I wanted to do it. Does that well, make sense? Yeah. Well then, so when you were in elementary school and like preteen, what were you, then what were you into? Dude, Did like, you, you didn't have any friends really? No, or? like I don't even remember. I like don't even remember. You had like I, neighborhood, neighborhood play? Like, dude, you, like no. everyone in Amber played in the neighborhood. Yeah. Like right? I had a couple people around like from Renfrew Avenue. Remember, you know, Renfrew, like at? where Knights Park is. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah, like yeah. if you come up Trinity, it's like the last road on the right before Bethlehem Pike. It's called okay. Renfrew. It's like a little ducky block back there. All right. And it was like DJ Leach and Pat Levy, Dave Myers. It was like, you know, they were upper Dublin cats. So. Okay. Nobody really knew them at Wissahickon, but they were, they were like my neighborhood friends. You know, I even took them to Italy one year, me, Dave and uh, DJ, cool. but we all grew apart. And then I like kind of started getting close with like George and like Gene and Eric. And that was kind of like my crew, you yeah. know, through high school. And then I made a lot of mistakes, man. Like, uh, because of that whole motive, that whole mindset of trying to like fit in and like, 
be cool. I started doing a lot of drugs, man, you know? Yeah. Like I even went to rehab and really, yeah, dude, wow. like we can go, we can get that deep, you know, like, because I was like debating on what, whether I wanted to talk about it. Yeah. Cause Heather was like, you know, these are the kind of questions he asks. Like you gotta be able to answer these, you know, like your favorite music and shit. I'm like, man, like I don't remember none of that shit back in the day. Like I, I it's wow. just cause it's dude, it's crazy how your mind works, man. Like you can block shit out real easy. Yeah. Like, Cause now I got so much going on in my life, dude. You know, like I have a crazy, great, like really good career. Like I can't believe that I've landed myself where I'm at right now. You know, yeah. with my career, I have a landscape business. It's pretty successful. It's cool. I have tons of hobbies and projects I do. Like I'm an avid gardener, like crazy gardener. I see. Yeah, like I'm hardcore, man. Like I do all my seeds from from scratch and. I got tons of garden beds and like my, my, my property's like an oasis, man. There's like all kinds of. Usually when I'm seeing like on social media, yeah. or I'm flipping through, like I'll see Heather usually bragging about, mm -hmm. and I, it's one of those things, you know, for me, like you see, like my plants are starting to wilt a little some bit. Some people you know, have like, it and some people, but I want to have it. I got to tell you, man, like not to like sidetrack, but like, I wish I could, I wish I could give people the feeling I get when, when I'm in my gardens, you know, like, yeah. um, it's like a true passion to have a passion for something and be like completely dedicated to something like time doesn't exist when I'm in the gardens, dude. Like, like I'll be out there at one in the morning sometimes, dude, you know, cause that's the way my schedule is, yeah. you know, I work and I landscape and then it's kids. Yeah. And then like when the kids go to sleep, like I don't watch, I don't watch TV. So I, I got headlamps and spotlights and shit and I just go out and my neighbors must think I'm a wacko, but, um, time doesn't exist. I just can't get enough of it, you know? So um, that's, that's pretty much my passion nowadays. It's like projects and just being busy. I'm kind of a slave to it though, in a sense, because like, uh, you know, I'm like an addict kind of. Yeah. So like, like in order for me to like stay on the straight and narrow, like I got to just keep myself busy and just, you know, I'm, I'm just addicted to like good things like flowers and sneakers yeah. and tools and you know shit like Happy that stuff yeah all stuff that's like positive but like when i say i'm a slave to it like shit don't catch me on a rainy day dude you know because i'm like miserable you know staying in the house yeah you get the same type of feelings that you get from like like a withdrawal you know like you start yeah. getting antsy and like anxious and i just can't relax like i, I just physically I don't know how Heather deals with me, dude. Like <laughs> I'm so blessed to have her in my life, man. She's, she's like, so you, you guys knew each other like in elementary school, but did you ever date? No. Like, through, you never dated at school at all? I had the all. biggest crush on her too, dude. Really? Yeah. Like uh, my story's like, like I ended up marrying like my freaking high school crush. Crush, dude. really? Yeah, like I was obsessed with her back in the day, dude. Wow. <laughs> they said, my, like Eric and them used to be like, she's mission impossible, dog. You're never going to get her. Just stop. I used to smoke all my weed with her, dude. Like <laughs> I mean, if I was like chilling with them, like, and she called, I'd stop everything I was doing. Did you date anyone? No, nah, dude. Through, no, never no through I was school. a late bloomer, dude. Yeah, yeah. Same. I didn't like, you know, I was, that wasn't my thing, dude, you know? So then when you were a kid then, and you had some of those friends that were like upper Dublin guys, but what else were you doing? Like in your spare time after school or we used to ride our bikes a lot. We used to like do a lot of trail riding, you know, like uh -huh. me and DJ and them, like, and, uh, you know, PlayStation and shit. Like I, I, that's what I'm saying. Like when I say I was a late bloomer, man, like I had to pretty much like, uh, hit the bottom to like rebuild myself. Mm -hmm. And then like, like I wouldn't change anything. Um, because my life's really good right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, 
So I'm actually like, it's, it's really, really new, but I'm like venturing down this like spiritual path in a sense. Like, you know, I went to Catholic school and like I'm Catholic, but like I kind of steered away from it and I don't really like Catholicism and stuff like, but like, um, like the other day I was thinking like, you know, like I have everything I could ever possibly ask for, you know, mm. like a beautiful truck. I got clothes and tons of sneakers and you name it. I got it, you know, two beautiful daughters that like, you know, I just, I can't, I'm blessed, you know, mm -hmm. but I still catch myself being unhappy, you know, like, were you unhappy when you were a kid? Yeah. Like, yeah, man, like I didn't have a good childhood. Like people get excited and think about good memories of high school. Like not uh, everyone. My, well, yeah. Right. Cause I, you know, not everybody had, and I, and it's like, I want to tell people, man, like in school now, like this, this shit don't matter, dude. You know, like, of course, like get good grades and like, you know, don't fuck up. Can we curse on here? Yeah. Okay. But like what you do now is not that serious. Like it's serious in a sense to put you in the right direction, but like, you don't really like grow up until a certain point in life and you feel confident and like you learn about yourself, you know, where you mm. gain that confidence where it's like, I am who I am. And like, I'm not going to like do things just because I want to be cool and fit in. Like, I don't try to fit in. You know what I mean? Like I'm a very direct person now. Like what I've learned is that people either like gravitate towards me, mm. you know, and like me a lot, or they just don't like me. There's like no in between, you know? And like, I have this ability to like either raise a room or like bring it down, you mm. know? And like someone told me like that my personality would either make or break me. Um, and, and my personality flourished like after the drugs, mm. after the rehab, like I was in a really bad place and then like, when did that start? I'm like 16 years now sober, you know, no. like, I mean, I'm not fully sober cause I'll smoke a little weed on occasion and like, I don't drink much, but, um, you know, I, I I'm just blessed that I had the friends that I had in my life at the time mm -hmm. because like, it was like, you know, like an intervention where like, and I was working at like a really good place, like in my career, you know? Yeah. And I was fortunate enough to like keep my job and like go on like FMLA and like put myself away for like, you know, 45 yeah. days. And, but I wouldn't have did that if it wasn't for the people I had in my life at the time, you know, cause they all saw what I was doing. And like, I was a very functioning drug addict, dude, you know, like mm -hmm. Heather had no clue that poor girl, the shit I put her through, man. Like, you know, we have our struggles now, you know, but I like remind myself that like you know she stuck with me through some really dark times man mm -hmm. you know where i didn't have shit not a dollar to my name i owed people money stole from my own grandmother you know my mm -hmm. mom like stupid shit drugs will do that to you you know like drugs will definitely do that to you you know i was like an opiate user never like hardcore shit never like any needles or anything like that yeah but it was all because of school like like because it, it all ties into this you know like mm -hmm. Like in high school, like Ambler's one of those towns that'll do that to you. You know what I mean? Ambler's one of those towns, like with with us, like mm. growing up in Ambler, it's like one of those towns that just sucks you in, you know, like sure, with the yeah. people there. And like all my friends, like all those guys that I hung out with, like, you know, the George and the Jeans and the Eric, like, cause we were tight, man. Yeah. Like it's, it's sad that we don't talk 
as much. We really don't talk at all. I, I still, George was my best man. So like, I still, I love him to death. Like mm. he's always my better, he's like my better conscience, you know, like me and George are like night and day, like I'm the loud, obnoxious one. And he was like the quiet, humble one. And mm. we like balance each other out. And he's actually the one that got me into my career. Like at Merck, he pulled me into Merck. Oh, okay. And then that's how I got into this whole clinical supply field. Like I'm a project manager. And then I just flourished in there. Okay. But like, they never went down that road. I did, you know, like they just stuck with the little weed and a little drink. And, you know, we used to drink syrup and shit. We used to do all stupid shit. Oh, the city. scissor? This is why I was saying we used to come down to the city all the time. It was like a Thursday night reads, Friday yeah. night, you know, Manny Young, Saturday night center city. Yeah. And uh, I'm the one that just took it too far, dude. What, um, what's different? School. In, oh, school. school, sure. School's what taught, what, what, that, that. I, I lacked the confidence to like make good decisions, you know, like mm -hmm. I didn't know myself at the time. So like I was trying to fit in, you know, and like be cool and like mm -hmm. go with the flow and like, and, and then I, that's when I learned that my personality is like, I'm, I'm weak in a sense. Cause I'm very, I get addicted to things really easily and like just a few bad decisions. And the next thing you know, I'm trapped, you know, mm -hmm. like, it's a really shitty feeling to know that like you're trapped, like you can't do anything until yeah. you get that, until you get that covered for the day, you know? Was that, was that becoming available to you in high school or was yeah. it? Yeah. Hell yeah, school? dude. Hell yeah. With opiates or does it, or does that come later? That was, that was around, you know, it wasn't as much like in the ninth and 10th grades, but like right before senior year. And then as soon as I got into like Monco, I went to Monco for two years I still finished everything though. I graduated from Monco, went yeah. to Temple, got my bachelor's. <clears throat> it's just, you know, it's easy to just, the world's a dark place sometimes, mm -hmm. man, you know, it's really easy if you're not like a strong-minded individual to like stay away from stuff. And I like to feel like good feelings. So sure. So now I find it in other things, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm only bringing this up because I want to like, there might be someone else out there that like, who knows? You know, yeah, I don't yeah. know who listens to your shit, but like I've thought about, I've thought about going. Heather said, you know, Heather said you got a good following, and, I, and that that makes me happy, man. Because you know, like I was telling you, this shit, this is hard work. This is persistence. This is consistency. Yeah. This is dedication. Like, in order for something like this to to blow up, like you have to continue to just progress. And I'm sure there's times where you're like, man, it's not, it's not, you know, like. It's work, right? And you got oh hit, yeah, 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 yeah. And you gotta do this. And <laughs> there's some There's some days when like it's like Sunday night, and I'm like still finishing the podcast before it comes out on Monday, and I'm just hating that. What? I, what? Not to sidetrack, but I do eventually want to get into a part of the conversation that like how you got into this. Sure. You know, into the podcast. Yeah, like how? Like what? How, what? What happened? How did this all happen? Were you like? just sitting here one day like you know i want to start interviewing people or like i want a podcast there were two different podcast ideas that i had yeah one was brad on broad terrible name maybe <laughs> i wanted to walk north broad so street funny, and i wanted to interview every i want to go into every building in on north broad street mm -hmm. and ask them about their business interview them about whatever this business is because there's so many chinese restaurants yeah and salons and dollar stores yeah. and discount furniture shops. I was just noticing that on my way up here. Yeah. yeah. And just bodega. And I wanted, and some are right across the street from each other and daycares. And I'm mm -hmm. thinking like, who brings your kid to daycare 
on North Broad, Broad Street. Street. Yeah. Right, right. So I just thought that'd be a really fun podcast for me. It's all about like, what do I mm-hmm. think I could keep doing? Mm-hmm. And then the second was just, I run into so many people from Wizahickon all mm-hmm. the time mm-hmm. um, around here. And it was becoming, it was happening so much that it just felt, you get sick of the whole, what's up, man? Yeah. Oh, how you doing? Yeah, good. You good? Talk. I'm good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's like, all right. And yeah. it happened once with Dan Cassidy. <laughs> Dan and Cassidy. I was Damn. with some friends and who weren't from here. They were le- like learning the city for the first time and mm-hmm. ran into him at the bar. And I talked to him for like six, seven minutes, introduced me to his fiance mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And we leave and my friends are like, is that, is that your buddy? And I go, actually, it's like the first time I've ever talked to him. We went to high school together, but I don't know him at all. We've yeah. never talked at all. Right. And they were like, really? You guys seem like you're best friends. And I'm like, that's how everyone is. Everyone just Isn't acts crazy? like. Yes. Everyone acts like they like, yeah. like they knew you yeah. 20 years ago. And it's like, we've never talked at all. I know. And so I just thought like that would be something way more fulfilling for me when I have these run-ins that I can't avoid. Mm-hmm. A cooler thing to say would be. Do you have a couple hours? Hell yeah. Come over. Let's have some drinks. Let's kit, let's chill out, whatever. Yeah. And let's talk about high school. You can't like, I just, like I said, I just ran into Heather's cousin. Like the world is a f- crazy fucking place, dude. Like she lives in South Carolina. She's like, what are you doing down here? I'm like, I'm going to a podcast. What kind of podcast? I was like, we weren't friends in high school podcast. He's interviewing all the kids from like, we are graduating mm-hmm. class. And like everybody I tell that to is like, that's a fucking awesome idea. You know? So kudos, man. Thanks, like, man. I, I, I tell you, I'm an avid podcast listener and yeah. I've never, ever seen anything of this sort. Like, you know, that's like cool. a graduating a kid that's interviewing all his graduating class and like, but isn't that crazy how you just said like with Dan Cassidy, like, of course you never, I never talk to Dan in school like I wasn't you know he was part of the you know that little crowd you know how right. it was dude yeah. you you can probably relate more to like this well that's the other thing right I think a lot about high school uh in just regular life and wondering if like I'm the oddball was I the only one that felt no. like they only had a couple of friends no. right was Hell I the no. only one that was like looking at all these people having these parties and I'm never invited to anything. I was never invited and, either. Yeah. So until I started getting high and getting and being in that, that crowd. Yeah. I wanted to ask. So is that like, so was that what the, what the, like the entry point was for you? Like, it's not just, Hey, is it just, how do you get invited first? Cause you're, are you, or are you just in so that, you know crowd, in that drug crowd first? It's, it's a good question. Yeah. Like, uh, I guess, it's okay to say, but like, I always was closer with like black friends. Sure. Right. Like, not that that matters. Cause this whole fucking world's crazy now. You can't like say shit, but I don't, I'm not, I don't have like, I love all cultures and colors, but like, that's who I gravitated towards. It's almost like that's who accepted me mm-hmm. for who I was. You know what I mean? And like, I just happened to become friends with people that had the confidence, you know, like that had the reputation that like would be invited to these parties, you mm-hmm. know? So it was almost like I was just accepted as well mm-hmm. because we would roll together, you know? But like nobody, dude, nobody. I don't have warm and fuzzy feelings from high school and shit from these like parties. And like, I didn't have no girlfriends, dude. I wasn't, I didn't feel like So are you doing in. the drugs to mask how out of place you feel? The, yeah. And then, and then it was more like, you know, like, it was just something to do. And then that actually started to give me confidence in myself, like mm. in a, in a fucked up way. It was not, not the right type of confidence, you know, yeah. but like I started to like f- be more confident in myself and like, you know, it like, it, it, 
it just made me grow in a way that like, you know, I don't know. It just made me not give a fuck, dude, you know? And I would just say whatever. And I just didn't care anymore about what people thought. And then I had my crew of people that we were close with. And and, and that none of them, we weren't like druggies, dude. You know what I mean? We just mm. smoked weed and shit. And we just, you know, had fun, drank. Yeah. But like, I was the one that just went a little further. But like, that definitely helped me like feel more secure about myself, you know? I, I don't know how it did it. I guess it just masks the way you, you know, you're yeah. like it just, yeah, it's, I did some drugs that like, you know, make you just like really whack the fuck out. And like, I was just like a bull in the China shop, man. Like, mm. you know, and then after school and like in the Monco phase and then like the temple years, man, like it just like got like completely out of control. Mm. And, uh, that like helped me grow. Like I wouldn't change anything. You know, if I'm going to say anything, I wouldn't change anything that I've gone through. Mm -hmm. Cause it's made me who I am today. And actually it makes me feel like I have an advantage over certain people because like, I know what it's like to like be in a really bad place and like how hard work and perseverance and like just dedicating yourself can like get you ahead, you mm -hmm. know, where other people just never made bad decisions and we're always on the straight and narrow. And like, but, but like with the whole fitting in and stuff, man, like that was my in right there. You know, mm -hmm. that was my in. And I wish I didn't in a sense because it really like made me make some stupid decisions. But like, I have a lot of good memories and have a lot of good friendships that I had over the years. And it's sad to say that it was like from drugs, you know, like, but you know, like life was good in a sense, you know, it was fun, man. It was just worry free and careless, you know? And then, and then, and then was it only, hits. was it only fun though when you were, when you look back to being high, because you earlier you said that you it wasn't that great at that great of a time. Yeah, like, like when I sit here and think about the memories I've made over the years, you know, most of those memories were definitely like when I was like getting fucked up, and it was just like never a day where I was like sober, you know. So is it like a flip of the switch where like prior to making those types of connections and having that social life, not very fun at all, and then yeah, man, it like, changes. Like yeah, that. Yeah. Like I didn't have, I'm glad that I ran into Gene. I'm glad that I like made those friends, you know, like, and I don't think it was the drugs that like what I had to do to like fit in. Those guys just accepted me and it was just like, we just all became close. But before that, I didn't feel like anything, man. I felt like, you know, I didn't have any value, dude. Like I was this fat chubby kid, like with no confidence in myself at all, yeah. like at all, dude, you know? And like, I look at these kids nowadays and I just want to tell them like, don't worry, man. Like, like now it doesn't matter, you know, like later on in life is when it matters. And like, you'll, yeah. you'll eventually like flourish, you know? I did uh childhood modeling as a kid and it was like near the end did of you? it. Yeah. <laughs> where like, but like, it was like that age of like 10, 11, and that's around the time where I started gaining weight. Mm -hmm. And that's when I started getting chubby. And then it's like, oh, God, and you start realizing, like, how much more weight you're gaining, and how much bigger your clothes are than like your than all of your other friends. I was always the biggest of all my other friends. Did you ever like feel embarrassed to like take your shirt off and stuff? Oh, that was yeah. huge for me, man. Oh, like, I used my to like God, get yeah. mad anxiety, dude. Gym class. So yeah, man. Gym class was Holy the worst. Shit, and, you know, you try and tell yourself it's not going to. Now I tell myself it doesn't matter. Who don't, cares? I don't give no a shit, No one man. cares. Right. Yeah. That's what you tell yourself. No one cares. Yeah. But I remember there was a time Tony Joel. That name sounds mad. Uh, light skin. Yeah. Light skin kid. Okay. Yep. Yeah. I remember him. Was like make used to always be on me in middle school so about my man boobs. So fucked And up. he would. Yeah. He would start like making comments like, oh, want to suck on your titties. Yeah, and I was like. 
Isn't that fucked up? It was fucked up. So you know what I did was I went down to the principal and I told on him. Mm -hmm. I said, yo, he was making these comments sexually about me. It made me really uncomfortable. So they called him the principal. It was like uh, it was like teacher, like a parent come to school day where they Mm -hmm. sit in on the classes during the day in the back of the class. Mm -hmm. And so his mom was there that day and had to come with him to the principal's office as he talks about like why the principal was like, were you making sexual advances towards Brad Corbett? Like, what's That's going on up, in gym man. class? Yeah, it was really. And that actually up. impacts you, dude. Like to it this does. day, because you're still talking about it, you still remember it. Like it, like you still remember it. Maybe it doesn't oh, impact sure. like your confidence now and like how you move, but it's still a thought that's there. And you know, don't you wish like. They don't do like it's almost like nowadays it's different, you know, like the bullying and the teasing. Like, I mean, I'm sure it's still there, mm-hmm. but like it's more accentuated now. And like they like they've like they've uncovered it to like the world. And like now there's like people that come in and step in and like defend and right. say how like bad it is. But back well, then, yeah, bullying back now then it wasn't accepted. like that, dude. And then you, I don't you know. just had to be tough. Just toughen up. Yeah, exactly. Don't let it get Back to then you. it was like people were mean, man. Like kids were mean. And it I used to get teased all the time. It definitely affects me today, like where I want to like, I feel like when, I, when I'm starting to get to a certain weight or certain size, like I want to counteract that. Yeah. And I got to start because you look good, man. Thanks, man. You too. Like the beard looks good on you. You thanks, look good. <laughs> That's what I'm saying about you. It's like, I wish I knew this back then that like you're right. Cause I feel I, there was a phase where I got cocky, you know, like, like, and Heather was like, don't go there. Don't be like, because that. you lost weight. Right. Cause I lost weight and like you start getting attention and it's like out of high school, out of high school. Right. Hell yeah. I didn't get dude. Exactly. Cause you know what though? Yeah. Not to cut you off, but I'm going to no, cut you're you good, off. Please. But when you, but when you're, when you're bigger and everyone's like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's nice to think in real world adulthood, you would hope. Yeah. But in real life, yeah. girls care. Of course they do. Girls care and girls are looking at you like, or you don't, you don't even know. Girls don't even look at you. That's mm-hmm. the thing, right? You're mm-hmm. not even, you're almost like disqualified. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt do as you a do chubby the same kid. Now? Disqualified chubby girls? Yeah. No. Like I, 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 I have a preference. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have a preference. I have a preference. Um, I mean, I, I guess there's a there's a there's a certain size that's that's too big. I yeah. guess that, that but and I think I definitely back then though um, definitely fell into like that trap of and that's why I felt like people were like so were so like like grossed out or, or turned off by me because that's what you did mm-hmm. in middle or in in high school middle school was mm-hmm. you made fun of the fat of the fat mm-hmm. kid. Mm-hmm. I was lucky that and you were you were tall too. Lucky I was that, fat, dude. Yeah, but we were lucky we were tall. Yeah, bigger. Yeah, yeah. But so like fat. I remember it would always be people were amazed. But and so it wasn't like as you would only get it from the guys, the ridicule. But mm-hmm. I remember like the bigger girls would get it from everyone, mm-hmm. you know, and it was like and so and I definitely played into that whole thing throughout the years growing up. So I that's why I think on my side definitely like felt it like where people are probably saying shit about me, but it was always coming from guys. Girls just never said anything, period. And you got no attention from them. Like I didn't get no attention from any girls. Heather's sister tells me now that like, you know, like that, like when I tell her, like you literally didn't even like acknowledge me and she doesn't believe it, you know, but like, I remember the shit, you Mm -hmm. know, I remember being like feeling like non-existent in school. So it's like, I was, you know, excited to come on here and like talk because there's always another side to the memories of high school. It's not always yeah. just like, oh, it was so much fun. And I just loved every part of it. And I loved going to school. I didn't like going to school until later in the years when I started getting, you know, high and getting this confidence in myself that would have never happened. 
as fast as it did maybe, you know, like, but did you not like it because, because I was self-conscious, man. Yeah. Like I didn't get attention. I didn't like, like I didn't have girls. I got, of course girls was the big thing. You know what sure. I mean? Like this just, and I didn't get that attention. Yeah. I never knew it. Like I still, to this day, I don't take my shirt off and like girls are like, Oh my God. Like, but it's like, I have the confidence now. I know like it doesn't matter. Like, you know, did but you I wear still, the shirt at the beach? No, I wasn't that guy. I, I was that guy. I, I didn't go into the wood with my shirt on. I was but that like, guy for a good, for like a solid it's, it's chunk of years. Up, man. It, like, now I think how how crazy up. that was, how it ridiculous is. it was. That you I was, like felt that bad about yourself. And I was like, wearing your shirt on. in the water. And like, Nobody understands what that's like unless you're, you've experienced that. I thought it was so, I thought it was so irregular how fat I was that I couldn't, that I had to wear a shirt to cover how it up. How that happen, by the way? Like, how did you get fat? Like, does it just like you start eating more? Just, yeah, I think just I think just junk food mm -hmm. and, and love soda. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I think just and as I got older, I think just as it, you know, you, I'm not and I stopped doing was stuff. These, were these your decisions sports. to eat this shit? Or was it like your like your parent? Like my mom, I always tell my mom to this day, like, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, why did you give me Nutella sandwiches and give me a fucking bowl of cereal before like my nighttime snack? And like, why didn't you give me the guidance to eat healthy? You know, like it wasn't I wasn't doing like Nutella. My dad was very anti processed food, mm -hmm. but but my mom was like, and my dad, but my mom who cooked most of the meals was a great cook. Mm -hmm. So like fried chicken or, you know, whatever, pork chops or you know, we'd have bacon, eggs and grits for breakfast, yeah. uh, you know, whatever. Like we didn't eat healthy meals. We had some healthy meals, but generally everything was like fried mm -hmm. and, and and whatever um, or broiled, I guess. But yeah, we just ate well. And then there was never any like I never looked at like, you know, you can't have six sodas because mm -hmm. it's bad for your body or bad for your health. Mm -hmm. It was like you can't have six sodas because It'll get you hyper and might give you cavities, right? You there was the, the, I, I didn't the proper have that. guidance, you know. Yeah, I never had any nutritional like guidance as far as like weight gain and what foods do, or like where I'm addicted to bread. Never had any guidance about like eating too much bread or, or anything like that. It wasn't anything I ever it ever like clicked. And I know we used to have like and health used to be different for us, right? We'd have mm -hmm. health class mm -hmm. and we have the food pyramid yeah, and it's like not the same anymore. Yeah, wheats and grains were part of that whole thing. Yeah, all this like, organic shit and like all these fad diets. I did the keto thing, no, that actually that that worked for for that was a blessing because I did that hardcore and I lost like 60 pounds. And now I'm just like balanced, but None of this shit existed back then, you know? And I also wasn't very physically, I hated physical activity. Same. I hated doing sports. Um, I, you know, at, by the time I was like 13, 14, I was pretty much out of you didn't all play sports. Like football or no? Nah, I did musicals and that was it. Oh, yeah. You used I to play did. the French horn. Did you play the no, French horn? No, 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 no. Like actual, like the musicals. What like instrument the play. did you play though? Didn't you, did you in the band? Nah. I used to play the clarinet, dude. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, dude. I played the clarinet. In like, high school? In or high, middle in, school? In middle school. middle school, yeah, middle school, I played the clarinet. I was in band, and then I had to stop doing that because I started getting into football, and they used to like intertwine with each other. So mm -hmm. you had to like choose one or the other. So did you do football at all? Middle school. In middle school, was that your first did, time? Yeah, I never you didn't did, do like, like pop Warner. Stuff. Yeah. No, no. Like you know, my mom, my mom never, my mom had to do what she had to do. You know, like we didn't come from money. We still, we never came from money, um, and I had a piece of shit dad. So like my mom never really, you know, she was just focused on working and like, 
and like keeping food in the fridge and like mm. making sure we were fed and like, you know, um, but she never like, she never, like I tell people, like I didn't do Easter egg hunts and shit like that. Like that wasn't stuff we did. Right. Like I, I grew up in like an Italian family until like a certain point when my parents got divorced. And then like my mom had like a really bad taste for Italian men. So like she tried to like <laughs> Americanize us and yeah. stuff. And then as I got older, I started to like venture back into that Italian culture because it's a beautiful thing. And yeah. I'm proud to be it. And like I do the super sata yeah. and I like to do my own sauce and I just love being Italian. And I just, it's a beautiful culture. But like my mom didn't like push me to do things like peewee football and like i mean i played uh picker and field peewee baseball and right, stuff. Right, but yeah. like you know it just some parents I, I were more dedicated to that and it's just because of the whatever opportunities they had to be able to do that type of stuff or maybe my mom lacked a certain confidence in herself to like be around people and like she just wasn't like a major people person you know she was always like a caregiver and like just like focused on taking care of the family but i had a really piece of shit dad who didn't do shit mm. literally did nothing and like i don't sit here and pull that card at all i don't pull the dad card right because yeah. i think that's a pussy ass move for me you know like but yeah i have that i have no guidance to do to make decisions on like the food i chose on like how to change a fucking tire how to build something i see my friends now i have certain people i know that like have these crazy relations with their dad and these dads have a business or they're like an electrician or a carpenter mm. where they do some sort of like investing and they're like shedding all this knowledge on their kid and it's like man like i tell them like you don't know how blessed you are to have that sort of guidance in your life you know like i didn't have none of that like none even my uncles my uncles were all like just alcoholics junkies like you know, like I didn't have that man guidance in my life. And mm. I feel like it definitely inhibited me a little bit. But then eventually I got to a point where I learned myself and I like gained my own manhood confidence, you know? Mm. And now I'm a fucking great dad. Like I love my two daughters. I make other fucking dads feel like they're not doing enough, you mm. know, because that's the type of shit I do. Like I'll fucking build something, dig a hole. I'll fucking change my tire, my oil, and then I'll rock a baby to sleep. I'll get into the diapers. Like when we had the babies, I was all into the breastfeeding thing and the sleep training thing, but it all stems from that addictive personality. And it's just mm. how I have to be Filling like, I'm a type it. A. If I go into something, I'm going full speed ahead. I don't half-ass shit in life. I can't stand people that just do something and just half-ass it. Like it's like, you got to do it the right way. And I, and I learned everything myself, you know, and then I eventually started to network because in life, what I've learned is that it's not what you know all the time. It's who, you know, and network is key. Communication mm -hmm. is key. So it's about, it's about like surrounding yourself with people that kind of bring value into your life, you know, like that, like you can, you can learn and grow with, you know, and that's kind of what I focused on these past four or five, six years. Maybe network. when I bought my house, when I bought my house is when I really started to like realize how much I didn't know, like the lack of knowledge that I had on just like stupid shit, you know, like mm. painting and like changing outlets or like plumbing, whatever. I never knew you didn't go to tech school. I'm no, guessing. I didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. Man. I, even, I wish I would have, if I could go back, man, I really wish. Yeah. I, I wish I had that skill like set. That. You know, I, I always, I, I don't know. I didn't know. So when you were a kid then in school and stuff, did you have something? I mean, I had played? zero hobbies. I did pogs. Okay. Like I had, uh, I don't even remember. But then you bro. were playing, like, but then you were playing football, right? Did you I ever think? I got into the football thing, but Did you I ever think good. like you were, so you. I was just a big oaf, man. Yeah. Then I got into lacrosse. Okay. Cause like, like Chris McQuaid and like Eric Malhorn and all them. Yeah. Like we weren't 
Eric Malhorn was a really good fucking guy though. I ain't going to lie. Like Eric, I, I remember we used to like, we used to work out in the morning. Mm -hmm. Like he was one of those guys that was like super fucking popular. I was so was envious of him because he was school. such a handsome fucking man. Yeah. And, like, he was he, like our James Vanderbeek. Smart kid, <laughs> athlete, like him and Andy Black mm -hmm. and like Chris McQuaid and all those guys. And like, but like they came up to me, they're like, yo, uh, do you ever think about playing lacrosse? And I'm like, not really. They're like, well, the goal's six by six and you're like six by three. You want to be a goalie? And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll try it. And yeah. I was actually good at it, man. I had, I had a, a pretty good lacrosse career. And then I ended up quitting because I was like, I got into that fuck you mode because I was getting high and like in high school? senior year, I walked uh -huh. off a game. I forget who the coach was. Uh, I like a ball. I was throwing a ball on the sideline and it like went onto the field while they were playing. He was like, run a lap. And I was like, fuck you. I ain't running shit. And I quit. And then that was like pretty much like my downfall at that point. Wow. Yeah. Like downfall in a sense of like not like not giving a fuck as much anymore about authority and like staying on like the, you know, like I wish I would have stuck with sports a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You didn't do any sports like kind of until that point. Mm -hmm. um, and were you I don't know, were you I was afraid of contact. Mm -hmm. Me too. So yeah, that's what I was gonna ask. Dude, like, I was go, a little bitch, kind of going cold, right? Bitch. I was gonna say, like, I'm assuming because I like, didn't have the fucking guidance as a, as like, a, like a, with a father being like, "Don't be a fucking pussy, dude." Like, you're six foot, you know, you're a big man. Like, be strong. So is that why you sucked in football? I sucked, man. Is, I mean, is that I was, why? Because you're afraid of? Cause, yeah, cause because yeah, because I didn't have the heart. Like, I didn't have the heart. Because I played soccer for one year, right? Yeah, and, that's a tough and, sport. Yeah, and I was always like, I don't know, full or I can't remember whatever the position is right before the goal. It was me, and I hated it because when someone Someone's coming. They're coming right for you, and you're the last line of defense before he gets to the goalie. Mm -hmm. And I was just afraid of getting hit. So now you're doing lacrosse. Like, was there any trepidation? I've definitely got more confident into the whole contact thing. Mm -hmm. I, I wish I could just go back, man, and just like have this confidence that I have now, because I've become so successful, man. And I look at this fucking empire I've built, and I'm still building. Mm -hmm. You know, like. And the way I maneuver with people and the relationships I've established, like my career, dude, like I still can't believe that I do what I do and make the amount of money I make and like see where I can go with this, you know? Yeah. And like, of course, it's thanks to like George because he pulled me into that shit. You know, I was always blue collar, like waterproof and basements. Remember Taki Clefettos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, I waterproof. TKO. Hell yeah. TKO waterproofing. TKO waterproofing. Yo, good for him. Get out of my man talk. But I used to do that shit, man. Like carrying buckets out of a basement. Then I ended up becoming a foreman. So I used to run the jobs, landscaped, you know, did stupid shit. Like never got into corporate until George was like, bro, like they're fucking hiring. Like you can fake it until you make it, you know, like here, let's just update your resume. Man, he got me in there mm. and then it was off to the races from there you know like yeah. and i'm at a point now man i left i was at merck for 14 years you know i had a great career there and then <clears throat> things changed because of like you know there were some things that just impacted the way i felt about the company and i ended up leaving back in december and i landed myself this great opportunity with a smaller biotech company in california associate director role like you know it's just me and another person and i have like decision-making capabilities where I'm like impacting the direction this company goes, you know? And it's like, it's a really gratifying feeling. Of course it's super stressful and it's a Cali company. So like I work full remote. That's great. I get to sit at a coffee shop all day. Nice. It's a little shop in Lansdale called Backyard Beans. I love nice. them. Shout out Backyard Beans. They're the best dude. Best fucking place ever. I met so many people there, but I literally go there every day and I sit in the back and I have my coffees and I got my 
good headphones and noise canceling, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, um, and I just work, it's a super challenging role and I'm very grateful that I've been able to continue it and progress in it. But my, I have like a whole five year business plan where I'm going to head with it. You know, like I'm going to start my own consulting company and like, I just have a vision, you know, so I'm just sticking, I'm I'm just grateful. This is what I mean when I sit back and some nights when I'm like outside by myself, you know, cause I stay up late and I'm outside. Like last night I was outside painting my stucco at like 12 in the morning, you know, <laughs> just because it's what I, it's just, I, I'm very energetic. I don't sleep much. Like yeah. I just, I have to continue. Remember the whole being a slave to my projects. Like mm. I have to just keep doing stuff but sometimes i'll just take a step back and like look at this shit and i'm like damn dude like you did a lot you know and you're Mm -hmm. in a good place and most people would be satisfied and remember i was saying the whole spiritual thing right because there's still a part of me that's not satisfied and it's like you haven't done enough yet you could have done more if you wouldn't have fucked up back then when you you were when you were um going through school what did you want to be doing when you were kind of looking around and you were and you were realizing like you just no weren't clue. doing anything. No clue. Did you have like anything though that no you were clue. like looking up to worship, no you know, like this is so cool. That's so cool. I want to be this. Nothing. Nothing. Interesting. It's sad, Brad. Yeah. Like I was a little anxious on my way here. And like, even last night when I was talking to Heather and she's like, cause she's, she's like an avid listener to mm-hmm. your shows. And like, she's telling me some of the questions you ask and like, I couldn't answer some of them. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, no, I didn't have any, I can't remember. Like, I literally can't remember. Well, did you have any, like, something that was just like a, like, you know, when I was a kid, I wanted to be an astronaut, right? I, I like, literally don't remember, Brad. And I'm sorry if this, like, no, that's the okay. podcast. No. Because I know it's about talking about, like, school and shit, dude. Like, no, I don't I'm remember. Just, I'm just trying to spark and see, like, did you, you know, what kind of stuff you were, you know. Because I think we all. I was like math, you know, but I didn't, again, I didn't know, I didn't know where, dude. It was because I was like a fat, chubby, like low confidence that that distracted me mm-hmm. from like thinking about other stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because I was always so like down on myself and feeling like shit, mm. you know, because my weight really played a big part in my development, you know, like cause yeah. I was always I'm still self-conscious. Like I'm sitting here pulling my shirt out because yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. like my belly. You know what I mean? I'm and trying I'm still, not to do it. So I don't, look, still, so I don't come off. I still have tendencies, man. Yeah, yeah. People don't understand. It's like it sticks with you. Even like when you get older and you're a dad, it's like I still want to be healthy. But yeah, I don't. That distracted me a lot growing up. And I don't really remember like having thoughts of like, oh, I want to do this or I want to do that. You know, I just wish I could sit here and tell you that I, I knew and I just don't. I just ended up having a lot of luck and being blessed and getting pulled into a direction that I never even thought of. Yeah. And now I have a great career path. And like I went to school for like business marketing, you know, business administration. Why? When you went to Mon- when you started when at I started in Monaco, because I didn't know where to fucking go. I, w- I wish I could go back and do finance, you know, like. Do you know who told you business marketing? No. I did business administration because it or was like, administration. Yeah, it was like this that? dual, it was like this thing where like Monco was like the easiest college for me to get into, you know, like, cause I didn't have the best grades, but I wasn't an idiot. Right. And I knew that Same. I wanted to continue pursuing school. So it was almost like 13th grade, to be honest with you. Like when yeah. I graduated high school and started Monco, I just remember being in class and being like, the only difference is that I can like get up and go to the bathroom without having to like ask, you know, but like walking through the, the hallways and, just felt like 13th grade a lot of so same I'm, people a lot of the same people yep and i'm glad and that's kind of when me and heather connected man like we graduated in 01 
we both went to Monco and then she went to Temple and then I went to Temple, but I was an Ambler campus and she was a main campus. And 2004 was when we I think we went on our first date. We just had our like 17 year anniversary. Oh, uh, congrats, man. Yeah. Isn't that congrats. crazy? Yeah. Fucking it's crazy. That's awesome. But yeah. So I'm very, you know, I'm very blessed. And of course we've had our challenges, but the 13th grade thing, you know, I didn't know what direction ahead and I did business administration. And then I went to the dual agreement thing that you sign at Monaco. Did you go to Monaco too? Yep. Did you do Monaco? Yep. And you sign that dual agreement. It's almost yep. like a guaranteed acceptance. Quarter core transfer. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, exactly. I wish I would have stuck with finance because that was a direct kind of what I was thinking. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do like numbers and like maybe like an accountant, but then like I was lazy, mm -hmm. you know, so I wasn't, I didn't have the same drive as I have now. You know, like that, the man I am now is like, I love it. You know, back then I didn't have any motivation to do anything. I was lazy. I didn't exercise like that. I didn't do shit. I had no drive to do school. I, I think of some people from our school, I don't know names, but there was some kids in our, in our class in high school that were like really smart yeah, and really good at school and like. I didn't have, I wasn't that, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, like, but you I know, like, that. but some of those experiences from those people are not like they wish that they had done a mm -hmm. little bit more social stuff, mm -hmm. you know, that maybe they hadn't been so plugged in on the academics that they had lived a little bit, a little bit looser. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I think we all have, I think we all have like kind of wishes of do overs for, for a life that we didn't experience. So how do you feel now? To have to wish I had do overs for yeah. Things. How do you feel now, like with the way you like where you are in life and stuff? Um, I mean, I'm happy with the way I'm in life, but I think I definitely have, and I think because I reminisce probably more than the average person, right? It's why I do this podcast. But you had a certain thing about you, dude. Like you were definitely a person who stood out. You See, had a that's very how it looks from the outside. Loud voice, like you were a very strong. Like you stood out. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like you didn't just blend in, dude. Like you weren't one of those dorky kids that like was invisible because there were kids like that that were just invisible yeah like there's probably kids in our grade that we literally don't have a clue i'm talking to them <laughs> you know what i mean yeah no but you Do, you had what a is that is that what you, you want all the time though do you want to be visible no matter what you know for no matter you no matter what the reason you just want the outcome to be that you're visible it's a good question you know like right like now no you know, no, no. there were moments where, you know, where there were times definitely where I wanted to be known. I wanted everyone to know me. I wanted people to to. Hey, Brad, what's up? Right. But mm -hmm. then people know you and it's not the it's not the hey, what's up? It's hey, fuck you. You were an asshole in class today or you know what I you mean? Get that? A, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to have conflicts all the time from school or like now in school. OK. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not now. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, you were you were kind of. Yeah, what I remember. I think we like yes. even yeah. or something. Right? Yeah, I want to say it was. It was <laughs> Can I vape in here? Yeah, sure. You sure? Yeah, it's yeah. it's just one of those nicotine vape things. Yeah, that's cool. Because I'm like itching, man. I'm on yeah, day no, three. I day support three. you, Quentin. I support you. Thank you. Yeah, appreciate that. Uh, yeah, uh, I think it was Mrs. Parker, seventh you punched grade me in class, right? Yes, yeah, fucking asshole. And I and I remember thinking like, oh wow, he didn't punch me back. I don't. I, don't I was know a pussy, bro. I didn't fight. Well, you know, my first fight was Justin Barkley. Remember Justin Barkley? I used, rest his soul. He was all my fights back in elementary was school. Was he really? Oh yeah, because we were both like brown kids, and kid, man? we were both brown kids, and and I had something with like brown kids. I used to always get in fights with them. And God, that sucks. He, I know him since passed, summer camp. Passed, I didn't know. I think Eric told me. Eric, when died, Eric was man, talking like a car about accident. 
had no idea. Yeah, that was no years ago. But yeah, he was my first fight in the alleyway behind um, Park Avenue between Knights, between um, Bannockburn and, and Knights and uh, what the fuck's that road? Park Avenue. Do you remember what the fight was over? No, but I fucking, I think, I think he beat me up to be honest with you. I was like this big fucking pussy, dude. You know, like, <laughs> I like sit back and think about this shit now, but I wouldn't change a thing, man. You just said that you sometimes wish that. You know, you would have maybe, like you were saying about these academic kids they were talking about and they wish they would have been more social and stuff. Like, I don't think I would ever change anything, man. You know, like, because I'm so happy where I'm at right now in life, you know? Mm. Of course, there's a few missing pieces for me. Like, I have problems with emotions and and, and anger, you know? Like, I'm getting much better now with kids because they've humbled me a little bit. And now I have a three-year-old that's, like, constantly watching me and, like you know, telling me she wants me to be happy, you know, and it's like, that fucks me up, you know? So I can, I realize what my, how my vibe like impacts my child, right. you know? So like I've become more cognizant of like controlling these emotions. Cause I'm like, I have demons, man, you know, like I have demons and it's really hard to keep myself positive every day. Mm. Like I fall into these little holes sometimes and like Heather, man, she's a fucking angel. Of course she annoys me sometimes and I annoy her, but like she told me one time because COVID really fucked a lot of things up. You know, COVID was a major challenge for us because we just had Frankie, my daughter, and then COVID happened. And then we had another baby and it was all within like this crazy world that we're in now. And like, we always were like, oh, we're doing all right. We're making it through. Like, it's not really impacting us like that. Like we're seeing with other people, but like one day we were like, wow, maybe it is impacting us because like we kind of realized like we were fighting a lot and like, Mm. and it was just like really edgy. Like, and then like, I was like one way with parenting and she's another, Heather and I are like polar opposites, dude, Mm. like complete opposites, like black and white. She's like this super calm, always happy, like not aggressive, very content, relaxed, mm-hmm. likes her relaxing, doesn't need to do a million things. And then I'm like this, you know, like complete opposite. And then I like flowed into parenting, you know? Mm-hmm. And then like, once like we were together all those years before a kid, and I guess I never noticed the differences we had, you know, like- yeah. Heather's been the same since day one though. Cause I think about her in school. She's like the same. Of course she was a little different with like, she was a pothead. Everybody don't know. She was a pothead dude. You know, like she still has that same personality, but she's been the same, very consistent. And then like when we, we dated all those years, I didn't notice these differences between her and I, you know, like, I guess I was like so infatuated with the fact that I was dating like, like my high school crush. Yeah, you know? like, I yeah, couldn't believe yeah. it, dude. Like, well, and that was fun for like the first four or five years. Like our relationship was great. And then you get in six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. And it's like a blur. Like we were just together and we moved in together. Well, that's the dream, right? You want, everyone wants to date the high school sweetheart. It's crazy. Right? It's crazy. That's what everyone hopes for. And I got two beautiful daughters with her. <laughs> like, yeah. But yeah. the parenting thing with COVID, like I started to realize how different she was and how different I was. And we started fighting. But the reason I brought this up is because we had a long talk, like probably a couple of weeks ago. Because it was getting really bad, you know, like where I like I was like completely disconnecting from her, from her, and like we were just kind of co-parenting for like mm. a couple of weeks, like, and that's not like us at all. We're right. super into each other. We're very touchy feely, lovey dovey, like 
but like that stopped. COVID really fucked this, a lot of shit up, you know, like yeah. not the virus itself, but just all the shit that came from it. And it really sure, had it forced a, major, a lot of people to, to, lot, to address, yeah. you know, issues that were easier Hell to yeah. kind of keep going on your routine every day. You don't have to think about it now. Right. We dude. were just here looking at each other. And <laughs> But the reason I brought this up is because like she says her day is like based off like how I am. Hmm. And that like really like hit me, you know, like not saying that like she alters her moves around like the way I am and like how I like like. She she has confidence in herself, of course, and she makes her own decisions, but like her moods are impacted by my moods, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like, if she knows I'm in a bad mood, then like, it like makes her feel like she's in a bad mood. So when I, when I heard all this, cause I didn't even, I didn't even know this, you mm. know, that's when I really started to realize like, all right, you got to like be better at like controlling these emotions you have, because I'm like one of those people that wears emotions on the sleeve mm. and things trigger me. Like in a second, you know, like you have a history of that. When I talk to my mom, she's like, you're, you're, you've been like this your whole life. And I don't remember, like, and I guess I never paid attention to it. Cause when we were talking about just like, you know, stuff in school, as far as, and I'm me saying like, I always had, you know, do you want to be known? And it's like, I didn't want to be known. Cause you said I was loud. It's cause I had this aggression and anytime, you know, if I had a conflict, I would meet it with aggression. Right. I don't remember what it was we were arguing about in English class, but I remember we stood up and I punched you and I was like, okay, brace yourself. Here we go. Mm -hmm. And then knowing that you're friends with Gene, I was like, oh shit, like I'm really going to have to deal with it, you know? (laughs) And then, but, but it was, but that was like a, that would be me on any given day because that's how I, I dealt with things with, was with aggression. Was it like a natural habit to be defensive on things? Like, cause you were very confrontational. Cause now as I sit here, I kind of remember the, the, the the altercation. I like, I don't remember the details, but I, when you said we stood up in class, I remember it now, like not detailed, but were you always like, was it a natural, because I was like that too, just to be defensive. I always felt like people were trying to attack me. You know, like, or I like would, belittle oh my God, me or yeah. something. I would, I would do anything to not, I would do any, I always felt like no one understood what happened in blank situations and not realizing that like, sometimes it doesn't matter what happens, you know, not knowing that like, when you do this multiple times, you, you get a reputation mm-hmm. and then people are, were just, you trying to do that to build a reputation of being like a tough guy? No, 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 no. I just thought that's what you were supposed to do. I always have a problem with like, my first thought is like, I don't want to get punked. Mm-hmm. I don't want, so, I don't want someone to think they can punk me, whether I can win the fight or not. Mm-hmm. My first, second and third reaction is to get loud and then probably swing mm-hmm. no matter what, because if I get hit first, I may not, I may not get another chance. And I want to try and like scare them into thinking this was a bad idea. So did I, you have influence like from your father? But like from my that? dad was a yeller. Yeah, yeah, for okay. sure. My dad was like was a yeller and was aggressive like that. And would when he would get mad, he could be like scary. See, I was a little punk, man. So like right there and then to say you did that, like I didn't do like our example, I didn't hit you back. Right. Cause it just wasn't in me, dude. I didn't I didn't have that in me until later in life. Except until, you like, don't, my friends hyped me up like you Except you did play. have a temper though, but <laughs> a I'm bit. curious when it what it, what would make it show or who would it manifest in front of? The temper came out more like I guess you know when it really when I sobered up, like when I went through the whole rehab thing and like that was like a crazy roller coaster of like 
major, I wish I could just like, a lot of people don't know what that's like, but when you sober up, your brain goes through all this crazy shit. Sure. And like, like some people don't come out of it in like the same way they were before, but like my emotions really started to come out after that because I had nothing to mask anything. Like I was just always so high that like it would, it would suppress a lot of these, like the way I am now, you know? So now being sober, like I'm proud of who I am, but I know that I'm like up and down super fast in a day. Like I can, I can snap on people. Mm -hmm. Heather gets like embarrassed sometimes when we're out in public. I'm like the guy that like, if like a waiter or waitress, like doesn't like give the attention that we need or like, or like, I'm just using that as an example. Like I'm the one that like stands up and like fucking says something, you know, mm. where she's like, dude, like people are watching or like, I'm the one that's like, I don't give a fuck what people think right now. Like, yeah. I don't care whose feelings I hurt, you know, but like, I'm getting better with that now, you yeah. know, especially with kids, kids is a blessing. And like, and like, I have these demons and like, this is why I was telling you about the whole spiritual thing. And I feel like I need to venture down this path because it's something that I'm missing mm. because I have everything else. Like I feel healthy. I feel like I look, I feel like I look good. I have the confidence. I have the job. I have the beautiful family and kids. I have the house. I have everything, but there's something missing. And like, I need to control these emotions and these angers that I have Mm. because I'm a fucking wacko sometimes. Like, like the whole people love me or don't, don't like me. There's no in between with me at all. Yeah. Um, and then I have the size too, like you too, like being like bigger sometimes it like, like I have to tiptoe and then I start getting into the corporate world. And that's when I really realized like, you can scare, I have to tiptoe because I get misinterpreted all the fucking time because I'm obnoxious sometimes. (laughs) And I like to talk shit. Yeah. And then like, people think I'm being serious and it's like, dude, like chill. Like I'm not, I'm just fucking around, you know? So Mm -hmm. Now it's like, I'm trying to humble myself a little bit more and, uh, I want to, I want to get better at that. And I feel like finding a path like of like having a relationship with like a higher power, you know, is like something I've never done before. And this is very new to me. And like, I want to like really like hit that hard, you know, like I really want to like do what I got to do to like bring that into my life, you know? I'm just curious, have you tried any like anger management stuff prior to the spiritual? I saw a couple therapists. I was on a ton of medication for like, which made me get really fat. Like Mm -hmm. I went through waves, you know, I got to like 300 pounds at one point. I look at pictures and I'm like, God damn, dude. Like, and Heather was with me the whole time. So I love her to death, you know, because like, I guess she saw something in me. Like she saw past all that shit, you know? Yeah. And now I feel so good about myself. Like I feel like I look good, you know, like I'm confident in myself. Like, but I was on tons of medication and I saw like therapists, but like time is important to me and I hate wasting time. I have to be super productive at all fucking times of the day. Mm. I hate wasting time. So the therapist that I saw, like, I felt like I was wasting time. Mm. It was like a waste of money. And I just never connected with a good therapist yet. Maybe they're out there. I'm sure they are. Waste of time because because you just- He wasn't doing shit, exactly. It was just like a waste of money and time. And it wasn't doing nothing for me, you know? And maybe I wasn't willing to open my mind to that, mm. you know? So now I'm like, before I try to do that again, cause I wanted to maybe see a therapist and like, cause I do have issues and like, we all have issues. Nobody's fucking perfect. Hallelujah. Like, I have issues that can really impact my day and other people's day, you know, yeah. very easily. So the spiritual thing is definitely something that, you know, cause now I have this family, like I'm leading, you know? 
like I'm leading this family now with these kids and my wife and shit. And um, I want to make sure I'm going in the right direction. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, so you have to like, you know, I want someone to, to, to pull me in the right direction. And that's why I think this whole spiritual thing might be a good avenue for me, mm. you know, cause I actually met someone recently. Um, and people, I feel like people are placed into your life for a reason. And I was so happy you reached out to me because, mm. you know, like this was a good opportunity to like talk about things. And like, I want people to hear about shit, you know, like yeah. I want people to understand that like you can, you can you can have a, a history like we have about the school and feeling unpopular, yeah. and then you can like become a like a junkie pretty much is like what I was and like hit rock bottom literally rock bottom and have nothing, mm. and then build it all back up, and like maybe someone's out there right now that's like in that same boat and it's like you know there is a light, you just have to have good people in your life which is super important because yeah. going through that whole rehab thing that's when I realized like. There's people out there, dude, that have nobody, man. Yeah. Like nobody. Tough. It's so sad, man. Like, and that's why I'm so blessed and fortunate. And it makes me sad now because I don't talk to Eric anymore. I don't talk to Gene anymore. I, I, I rarely talk to George. I still talk to like Justin Long, but he was like a grade above us. Like mm -hmm. he wasn't like in our grade. Yeah, I remember Justin. I don't talk to Earl. Like I look at my wedding picture and I have like nine groomsmen and like I only talked to like three of them, you know? Mm. Um but like, well, I would say this though. I think that, and I think you, I think your group is like kind of what people remember when they are think of one of when, because I think one of the things that people always say is like, man, I can't believe like so many people from Wizzhaken are still all friends. And I think they look back and they see like your wedding pictures. Yeah. And there's a few other groups like that where, Sad, man, that where we it's don't like talk five anymore. to 10 to 15 different people. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think it's I, I think a lot of people think that that's not common. I think you guys are the outliers of like those groups that were that were still together, like mm -hmm. past your college age. It isn't common. And I was so grateful to have. And this is why it makes me so sad. Right. Because I'm meeting new people. Mm -hmm. Like I was telling you, this person came into my life who who's like. Like kind of looks like me in a sense, like he's got all these tattoos and like. He has like his own business and, and, but he's like spiritual too, you know? And it like fascinated me. Cause it was like, I would have never thought that shit. Mm. And I'm like developing a relationship with this person, but we'll never have the history, you know, like I have with like Gene sure. and like Eric and George, like we're talking 20, like two decades, you know, mm -hmm. of like friendships. And like, that's like, you'll never have that ever again. And I'm so grateful that you brought that up, man, because yeah, we did stick together for like a lot of years, man. Like, but then like, you know, you get fucking married and you, have, you start having kids and it's just sad how that, how people just start to just get disconnected. And then, and then I started to learn that like, maybe I'm, I'm a little different than like them, you know, like I'm, I'm different than them, you know, like, like we have different views on certain things now and it's sad because the whole COVID thing and like this whole political shit yeah. not that like we have to talk about it but like we're not on the same page you know and that's actually one of the driving factors of why I don't talk to like mm. a couple of those guys anymore Yeah, you know and it's fucked up that like we let something like that come in between our, our 20 year friendship yeah. you know like well, it's really sad well, I would say that I, I, I mean, listen, I've got my own my own laundry list of people that I, I don't talk to anymore. 
from my life that you know through all walks of my life that i've just kind of like stopped talking to but i would say that you know i don't think that you have to take everyone through your life with you anymore i think maybe i used to but i think over the last like five years or so you know i think because you get Facebook and you get Instagram and you follow all these people and it's like, oh, this is my friend from this and my friend from that. And then sooner after a while, those connections on social media become your only actual connection to them. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's really hard to stay. Did you ever notice you'll be friends with someone on Facebook and then walk right past them in real life? Has that ever happened to you? No, not that. That's when I realized like this whole social media shit has literally like changed the world. Yeah. But like, I'm literally, and, and, and I went through a major cleansing on like that and like blocked all these people. And I almost want to disconnect completely, but I use it for business and I use it for networking and I use the marketplace and I always find like, I'm like a treasure hunter. I like to like find like things, but I'm like friends with people in there. And then like, I'll see some, it's happened to me a handful of times where I was friends with someone on Facebook and we walk right past each other in real life. Mm. Like that fucked me up a little bit where it's like, man, like yeah, you just said, but you eventually end up with just friends on, on these platforms. Yeah. But that's where I say like, you know, you got to take a little bit less taken with a little bit less salt or just realize that, you know, you have just because you're not, you're not friends now doesn't mean you weren't friends there and you don't have that history. And that's what you did then. Right. I've got a lot of friends that I was friends with from like four to eight years. Mm-hmm. And now I don't talk to them at all anymore. And it's like, well, you can't, how did you just say you can't keep things the same? How did you just say it? You realize that like you don't have to you don't have to take all. Yeah, you don't have to bring all your friends with you through every aspect of your life. Things change, especially right. when a lot of that is the strength of it is based on where you live. Yeah. Right. You, you can't expect to always live in the same place all the time. Right. And it's not like we're 13 built learning how to build relationships. And the social time is very important. It's like we're grown now. Yeah. We got to learn how to like make other friends, do other social things, meet new people, get new experiences. Good, pro- you probably, you're very personable, man. You know, like, yeah, but that's, you know, I'm doing the show and I talk to people like that and, and it helps that like people know who I am. When Have I'm you stayed in touch with any of the people you've been interviewing? Yeah. Yeah. I still talk to people. Cause I can it. literally sit here and be like, I can picture myself texting you and being like, yo, how's we're heading down the city. We want to come to the market. Let's link up. Yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, that's what I, that's the type of stuff that, you know, I still talk to people and, and some people, so it's a great example, right? Some people I'll do the podcast and for the next like four months, six months, mm-hmm. eight months, a year, mm-hmm. we'll talk all the time. We'll be really, really close. And then like, you know, things happen in life and mm-hmm. you don't have anything new to talk about or you're mm-hmm. just really stressed. It's something that you don't maybe feel comfortable sharing with someone and mm-hmm. maybe go a month or two months and then you, you hit them up again and, and you talk to them again. And then but then like sometimes like some people you don't talk to them at all. And I'm a big, I'm, if I have your number, I'm big on like texting happy birthday. If I see it's your birthday on Facebook, I I don't, I don't write, I don't do the happy birthday, Facebook wall post. Uh I text him like, Hey dude, happy birthday. Right. Just, just, just hit Brian show up the other uh, yesterday to say happy birthday. Damn, I haven't heard that name in so long. Right. So, but like, (laughs) we don't talk on Facebook, right? We're Facebook friends, but we don't talk on Facebook, but I've got your number and it's like a connection now, right? We do the podcast. We have a connection. Yeah. It goes a long way. The point I was, I was trying to make though, is that, there's nothing wrong with ha- just because you're not friends with them anymore. There's nothing wrong with still owning those memories. Yeah. Right. So even if you're it's not, really even if you're it. not friendly with those people from high school anymore, yeah. there's nothing wrong with still thinking, still speaking fondly of all those times in high school with still owning, right. Those are your memories. I've got friends from college that I've had horrible fallouts with mm-hmm. uh, post-college 
And it seem, it almost seems weird to talk about them because I don't ever talk because I'm not friends with them anymore. And everyone knows what happened between us. Mm-hmm. Right. But then that just like erases a part of your life that you live that meant a lot to you. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, sure. I used to hang out with so-and-so and we used to do this, this and the other. Really and those are my you stories. This, you know what I mean? And so like those just because for whatever reason, just because you're not friends with them anymore. Yeah. Doesn't mean that you didn't do those, that you guys didn't all do those things. Right. It doesn't always, it doesn't have to be a, but we're not friends anymore. So eek. Yeah. I really be- appreciate you saying this, man. Yeah. Cause this has been really rough for me these past two years. Um, because I felt like I have no friends anymore, you know? And like, I had a, a crazy crew, like, like I was always the one getting everybody together. And like, we always used to have get togethers at the house. And there was always like, I was like the one that got everybody together. And like me and Heather were like that couple that like always had a million friends. And like, we always got everybody together and now like it doesn't happen anymore. And like, I was super sad about it. Like, and like, and like, that's normal. I don't like, you know, I, I appreciate you saying this shit, man, because you're absolutely right. You know, I have so many memories with those guys and like, you know, maybe there'll be a time where, you know, I reach out or who knows, but you're right. Like I still have those memories and it is part of me, you know, and it is who, how I've developed and it's part of my past. Yeah. It's like a book, you know, like it's like you turn that page and like, yeah, it's in the past and shit and like, but it's there still, you it's, know what I mean? It's in that book. Yeah. Like it's, it's still there and you can always go back to that page and like, right. You don't rip the, the, you don't rip the page concept. out of the book. I've read that already and get rid of it. Hated, right. You know, hated, hated how the, how that page ended. I'm just going to tear the whole thing out. But the three quarters of it was good. Three quarters of that, of that this page great, was really this good. This is a great conversation, man. I like, I respect that, man. I, I guess I kind of needed to hear that because, you know, I can be bitter sometimes, you know, and like get really angry and like, and like when someone like, crosses a line with me or whatever like i tend to like be petty sometimes you know and just sure. block them out completely and just be like oh fuck you dude you know yeah, like yeah. you don't i don't need you in my life no more and that's just not the right way to be and this all ties to that whole thing that i'm trying to like start new and like you know be righteous you know and like yeah. have like and just be a good person and like you know if uh, some people we have falling outs but like you know you still have those memories and and, and don't be petty. And like, I don't want to be that way because now I want to be a good example for my kids. And like, you know, I, and you develop new relationships too with people because there's so many people in this world, especially you living down here, man. I can't imagine the no. type of people you run in. Like we're looking over, we're looking <laughs> over. Fifth on that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure it's good and bad, but like you're looking over the Italian market, like there's just so many people in this world. So like, I can't, I'm, I'm so appreciative of that because now it's like, all right, you know, you're absolutely right. Like, Cause sometimes I feel sad about it, but then it's like, you know what? Shit happens. The memories are still there, but you're moving forward and you can create new memories with new people and, and that's it. And you just move on. Yeah, you know? There's you, no point on dwelling on shit and being resentful and tearing that page out and throwing it the fuck away. Like you said, it's like, you keep ever, those memories. You ever work a job where you had a whole bunch of experience, but man, at the end of the day, you, you fucking left that job just being so glad you were gone. Mm-hmm. You don't, you don't not put it on your resume. That sure. job was a part of your, of your experience. And here's what I learned from that job. That's and a great example. It's a really good example. Yeah. I think a lot of, you know, I, listen, especially moving down here, right. It was like, everyone come to my place, let's have parties. And, mm-hmm. and I was 30 when I, when I moved down here, maybe 31. 
so it was like, you know, we were all still kind of young. All my friends didn't have multiple kids at that point. So it was like, come on down. And then it started becoming like lesser and lesser. And by the time I was like 36, 37, it was starting to get kind of hard to get people to like want to come down here to to watch WrestleMania or, you know, to do whatever, to have all night drinking you still parties and very a little bit, but nothing more of the older stuff, not the current stuff. Um, and it's like, okay, well, here are my two options. I can, or maybe even three, I can just forget about all these people. Uh, I can, um, have a problem and get mad that no one wants to come hang out with me, or I can just do something else. If hanging out with those people isn't working anymore for those people, I can't make myself miserable because I can't do the same thing that I'm so used to doing all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. I got to get a new hobby. I got to start doing something else. I got to take up photography. I got to start a podcast. You're in a, good, gotta, you're in a good headspace, man. I can just hear the way you're talking. Like, no, you know what though? But you, you present it very well, man. Thank you. I'm, I'm, I, I will take that. that I'm presenting it very well, but it comes with like accepting that it's normal to feel that way. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I try and tell myself, and that's one of the things with this podcast that I do believe it's like a lot of things that I felt in high school, right. We're experiencing with, with what we're exact. It's, I wasn't the only one, mm-hmm. right. You weren't the only one. Mm-hmm. We didn't know it, but if you had known back then that you're not the only one that feels insecure about the way that you look or about your social standing or, mm-hmm. or any of that, wouldn't that have made you feel a little bit better if you truly Absolutely. understood that? 100%. And we always think we're the only ones that feel that. And I still go through it where I think like, oh my God, like, this bothers me so much and and it's so weird that this bothers me or or I just not even thinking that outside of it, just being so upset about versus being able to stop and look and stop and think and go, you know what? It's okay that this bothers me. It's okay to be nervous. A lot of people would be nervous in this situation or there's I'm sure there's a few people who are nervous in this situation and they make it through it. I just got to figure out what that path is to make it through it. And sometimes you stumble, but then you get through it. It's like people who are afraid of public speaking. Yeah. Right. You're afraid of public speaking and then you take public speaking and you're jittery and stuff, but you remembered your whole speech and you gave it and maybe it wasn't great, but you made it through. And none of the things that you thought were going to happen, happened. Right. It didn't it's always, suck. It's always that way. Yeah. It didn't suck. Yeah. It maybe wasn't the smoothest, but you remembered everything. Everyone got what you were saying and it wasn't that bad. It all comes with maturity, man. That's the only way yeah. you can get to the point where you're at right now to say the things you're saying. It's all with experience and maturity and growing up and just learning who you are. And being confident enough to say these things, you know? Um, and I appreciate you. Like, I feel like this is like a fucking therapy session. Everyone this always says great. that. For me, yeah, too, though. It great. goes both ways. I appreciate it, man. I Absolutely. really, I really appreciate the opportunity to come talk. I'm so grateful. That's pretty much how I can feel right now, you know? Gratitude is a big part of my life. Yeah. Because I have to, like, remind myself where I come from and, like, how far I've come. And, like... The whole Dan Cassidy example you brought up, mm. that was, um, it made me cocky at first because you know, I would see people that like didn't fucking pay me a, a, a two cents, dude. They wouldn't even look in my, I mm. literally was non-existent to them. Yeah. And then you see them out and they're on your dick like, oh my God, man, how you doing? Dude, you look so good and what's going on? And like, they see the things you're doing to people you're around. And a part of me wants to be like, man, fuck you, dude. Like, but I like soaked it all in, dude. And I'm like, yeah, like, you know, and now it's, you know, now, now I don't think that way. Now mm-hmm. it's like when I run into someone 
and like we have those conversations, I don't let that thought come into my mind anymore. This little bitter fucking fat chubby kid from school right. that like, I, you didn't like me back then. And now you're fucking talking to me, especially with girls too. Like, you know, man, if they only knew the type of damage they did to people, you know, to like men, like boys like us, like yeah. they just, they don't know what type of impact they have on a kid like you, like me, for instance, that had no confidence, the type of impact they have growing up and like the feelings that they would make me feel like, you know, like fucking worthless and like no girl will ever like me. And like, I'm, I'm so unattractive. And, and then like you grow up and then like you start getting all this attention it was a lot for me to take in because I like went through this whole transformation and like right. just like, you know, like lost all this weight and then like I'm getting all this attention and then like I'm like, I, my Heather's like my fucking wife and it's like, that like got a hold of me for a second, yeah, dude. Like for sure. where I was thinking I was the fucking man, getting you know? Getting shot like, into the popular crew. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Now I'm past all that. Now it's like. I'm more humble now and I try to like not let that bother me as much, you know, with the social media, you know, I like sit back and think how we didn't have that in high school and I'm grateful. That we, we had AIM. That, in high school. that was it. We had I don't a even know what that is. In semester. We had, we had AOL. 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 Did you have AOL? I, I, my mom did. I didn't. And I just remember logging onto the internet and hearing that crazy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like nobody knows what that shit was like, dude. I didn't have that. And I'm kind of grateful that we didn't have that because it's, a you know, we had a good childhood. I feel like the generations now are just different. And like the way I hear my little cousins now with the things they say about how their popularity is ranked on like the amount of likes they get. Right. And like, thank God I didn't have to deal with that back then. But know? we did just, it wasn't, it wasn't technology, right? I, who signed your yearbook, right? That was a thing. You're fucking you know? right. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. 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 I, don't, I don't, I, I, Heather told me to pull my yearbook out and I'm like, I don't even know where it's at, but I didn't have a lot of signatures in my shit, man. How many people you got hanging out, hanging out around your locker, right? I didn't have How, that. Yeah, who are you sitting with at the lunch table, right? The those were all those were all the popularity things that like you that it didn't Damn, mean dude, anything, but it was shit. you know. You're absolutely right. You yeah. Know? I yeah. didn't have any of that. Those were yeah. I mean, those were all the things I was I was you know deficient in as well. <laughs> You're absolutely right though. That's how your popularity was ranked with yeah. like that type of shit because there were certain tables at the lunchroom. Man, this is like that dictated mad, who crazy you could think about this man. Yeah, that dictated who you could talk to, who you could date, uh, whose houses you went and then over you would hear to. About like oh, you know, so and so's dating so and so, and it was like this big thing. And I used to be like, man, what is that? That's got to be so cool to like like have that type of popularity where like people are like talking about your relationship and like, and then like, I'm like, man, fuck that man. Like, you know, I don't care, you know? And then maybe I'm being bitter about it. Maybe I'm being bitter. Cause now maybe there's a part of me that's coming out. Cause now you're like bringing up all these feelings and like, I'm starting to get this, like, and I'm just going to be completely transparent on this. Yeah. Right. I'm starting to get these feelings right now of like being mad, you know? Mm. And, um, because now I'm starting to remember these with the lunch table thing, like, damn, dude, that's like, you went back with that one. And like, it's fucked up that I had to experience that, you know? And, and I just we feel all. it's making me mad sitting here. Think about it. 
if you were popular, you sat at this table with these people because you were the popular kids. And, and if you weren't, you fucking gravitated towards people that were in the same boat as you. I was friends with like, uh, oh, what was his name? He was like the Indian kid. Um, not, not Cassidati. It was, uh. Saphir? Saphir, dude. Bate. I was like sitting with him at lunch, dude. At like study in the study. What was the room? What was the period that was study hall? Was it study hall? Is mm-hmm. that what it's called? Yeah. Like I was sitting with like him. I remember I like hung out with him a couple of times. And like Jordan, Jordan Cheshire. Cheshire, I hung out with him. And, and that was it really. Like I didn't really hang out. And then Gene and then, but then we like stopped talking. But like these memories right now, I don't really like. Really? Yeah, I don't like these memories. And like, I don't like thinking about the way I was back then. I've literally masked it out of my mind completely. Interesting. But why? I didn't have, I didn't, those memories weren't good for me. Like, those memories were not good for me. The feelings that I'm starting to like feel again right now at this very fucking moment, I've become really good at like putting behind me and forgetting Mm. about because now if you meet me now, People that talk to me now think that like I was this super popular kid back in school and like have this picture of how I was. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, if you knew me 20 years ago, you you wouldn't you'd be you wouldn't think whatever you're thinking right now is the complete opposite of that. Mm. You know what I mean? Well, that's all. I mean, that's how my hey, listen. I know. I, but there's people that that know that for you, maybe. Yeah. Like. That's how you were about to say that's how mine was. But like there's people that were popular back then and like stayed popular and like and like and had all these friends growing up. And then like, you know, and I don't know what people are doing now, but all I'm saying is that like when we're sitting here talking about this shit and you just started talking about like we talked about how social media and I said, I'm glad that we didn't have that. And you said, well, we had other things like um lunch table and like locker room like at your locker and yearbook stuff that would give me because now i'm sitting here thinking about yearbooks yeah and it would make me anxious dude and i remember feeling nervous like who's gonna sign my yearbook here's another one right we had the superlatives and there was like uh funniest like and i always never had any of right i was like is anyone gonna vote for me never had any of you know all those things you just like wonder you you know dude holy shit (laughs) i never landed on any of those and i used to be so jealous and i don't want to feel this so i don't want to think about this stuff like i don't want to have these but i do and this is good to talk about because maybe this is something that i've been bottling up and just suppressing you know, because now I have so much in my life going on that like, that means nothing to me anymore. Like I'm so distracted and I have so much to keep me going. Yeah. But like, this is really actually therapeutic. Well, similar to, to these types of feelings and thoughts of similar to like the friends thing, you know, not being friends with people from high school anymore. It's like, similarly, it's like, it is what it is. No one's going to judge you as a grown up because of what happened, because of who you were friends with in high school or who you weren't friends with in high school or that you didn't have anyone to sit with at lunch. Like no one cares now about you then. I have to disagree with that. Really? Now, maybe now, like now. But yeah. Like there was a small phase for me, mm-hmm. like after high school into college where I started to become more confident and I would run into people that would be like, that didn't understand who who they were looking at because all they remembered was the, how I was the in school. Kid. And like, 
I've gotten to a bunch of altercations like that through like Monco, like through those years and then into Temple where I had to like be super aggressive and like not fight people, but like become very defensive. Like don't, you know, don't judge me because of, you know, like, fuck you, dude. Mm. You know what I mean? Like that's the type of like altercations I would have because they would have this picture of me and they would be so shocked to see me like how I was in that present moment. Mm. And then all they're remembering is how I was this fucking dork and loser in school, you know? And I had a phase like that. When you say they remember you as that, do you mean as in they're getting confrontational with you? No, like their thoughts and memories of me was like being like the, the, the chubby dorky kid. And maybe that's how I thought they thought of me. That's Maybe what I mean. They Are they, they doing something to you? But the things they said at that moment, it was like, I'm not the same person I was back then, yeah. you know? So don't fucking, don't test me right now. Like, and I would become super defensive. And now I, I phased out to a point where it's like, just like you said, that doesn't bother me. And now people are kind of beyond that. And now we're at a point in life where nobody's thinking about that, especially if you run into someone from high school. And if you are the type of person that, that thinks like that or then treats me like that. You're a piece of shit. And as a grown up. I don't have to ever talk to you again. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing, right? It's really hard to to go through those things in uh, high school and you have to go to school every day. Yeah. You can't ignore it. You can't avoid it. True. Right. You're stuck as a grown up. I don't have to talk to you ever. Oh, you want to be a dick to me? Yeah. <laughs> but just because you have my phone number, you think I have to guess what? I don't have to answer. True. I don't have to ever answer. Did you get nervous to ever go to school? All the time. Me too. All the time. There was a myriad of, of issues of why I used to get. I remember, though, I used to go to the bathroom every day. First period, I had, jo I had Japanese class, and I was terrible. And I was so embarrassed. It was in ninth grade. I was so embarrassed. Every day, I'd have to go to the bathroom in the middle of class because it would, like, ruin my stomach. Really? I would, yeah, I would, I would get, like, the worst anxiety over it. Just from going to class? From yeah, from that of the embarrassment. Was it because of the Japanese class? It was the Japanese class and the and I sucked at it and the anxiety of like everyone of I don't know what they're saying. Everyone everyone else knows do what's they even going still on. Do that now? Japanese? Yeah. Yeah. In like schools? Yeah. Foreign language? Yeah, they still do that now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Thinks, I feel like there's a lot of people that I everybody should be able to speak more than one language. I'm fortunate I speak well, I speak Spanish and Italian, but not as much as I should. I can hold conversations, but the whole nervous feeling, it wasn't because of that. It was more because of like, I didn't want to get like teased and like, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to feel self-conscious. I, I, I used to, to get out of getting done school and like going home and getting in my little comfort bubble. And like, I used to push the limits on, on excused, <laughs> on excused, uh, excused absences from gym class. I come up with a reason, so up, headache, whatever. So I wouldn't have to go in the locker room and change. I didn't even finish the mile. For me, I used to mm. run the mile. That used to yeah. give me anxiety, dude. So what I used to do Holy was shit. I would lie. You had to run the lap four times. You had to run yeah. four laps for the mile. I would so lie cool. and I would say I've done four and I'd only done three. And even then I'm getting like 11 minutes. Yeah, I was like 12, 11 13, minutes. Yeah, 14. it was embarrassing. And I couldn't, I just couldn't run. I me couldn't either. do it. I, my stomach would cramp We're up and all that boat, shit. And yeah, and I couldn't do I it. I literally didn't finish it. And I would be like, I got, I got ups. four. What was that called when the they used to do presidential. No, they used to do like the fat, uh, they used to text. Oh my God, dude, me and my girlfriend like talk about this so all the time. I would fucking anxious for that day. My girlfriend and I would just sit ups and push ups The presidential challenge. It was like the president. Is that what it was called? It was like the president. Damn, they probably don't do that now. And they the price, and you no get a I think they might, and, I, and you get a certain. I don't know if they do the body index anymore. My shit was like sixty something percent. I just remember yeah, it's like, horrible for people that know, don't know what we're talking about. They used to take a the this, little pincher, this, yeah, this, this little pincher. pincher. It's like a it's a me, it's a some sort of a medical measuring thing, 
and they to would test pinch. your body fat content. Yeah, they body, would, body fat content. Yes, and they would and they would pinch the, so the back. The, they would pinch the fat on the back of your arm. Wasn't that so fucked with up? like a with like a giant tweezer yeah. essentially? And they would go, "You got this much fat on you." <laughs> <laughs> and then they pin, and then they lift up your shirt and they oh pinch God, your love handles so and your back and they'd be like, you got this much fat on you. Even and yeah, in the locker room, like showering and like see you because you did football. Shit. I, yeah, the, the, the locker room, like I you go home and shower, go home and shower. Yeah, you're giving me an opportunity to like have these feelings again, you know, and like mm-hmm. think about things that I would have never, ever, ever, ever thought about if I didn't come on here and like talk to you about it, you know, and to get some new perspective on it. Pretty much, dude. you know, to maybe maybe not think about it as angry, right? like and so negative, look, yeah. And it's not perfect. I think about stuff still, and I think like God, I was fucked up, or man, what a missed opportunity, or whatever. Do you still think about stuff like from like back then? Hundred percent. Why? Hundred percent. Um, why, man? I look think, at like where you're at now. Like, fuck that, dude. Uh, I think, uh, I think with everything in life, I do that in general. I'm a grass is greener type of guy grass is greener grass is greener syndrome no matter what's going on i can't help but look over there and think "Mm." why do you do that why do you do that i think it's a i think it's a it's a human thing i am i think i try to train i'm trying to train myself to not feel that way were you like that this were you like this were you like that in school or did you not even have the opportunity to even think like that because you were just so distracted by like feeling self-conscious and fat and like being teased and being aggressive and defensive do you remember feeling like the way you just said right now, the grass is greener? What'd you call it? Yeah, grass is greener syndrome. That's pretty cool, man. Did I, you think like that back then? I stole that from Below Deck, just so you know. <laughs> did you really? That's that's pretty cool. But did you think like that back then? Uh, yes, but it's not all the time, right? When you're hanging out with your friends, it's great, it's fun. But then when it's like it's a it's a Friday night and I'm working at Wawa and I get off. You did at, work at Wawa, dude. And I'm off at ten o'clock. Which one, the Springhouse one? Yeah, yeah, right by the school. Man, they used to have the best bacon, egg, and cheeses there. Yeah, like real bacon, egg, and cheeses. Yeah. And now it's all like processed shit. But and you know you're working till ten o'clock on a Friday night, and then you go home and you have nothing to do. Right. It's you weren't alone, my friend. Yeah. But then like life's not as it's that's when you start thinking about, man, I wish I had a party to go to. I wish I had. Did you have girlfriends in school? No, never dated. Me neither. Never Never. dated. No, Heather was like the first. It's kind of embarrassing to say, but because like (laughs) I'm not not to come off cocky, but like now when I meet people, they think I'm like this, like, you know, like. Casanova. Oh, you must get all these girls and like and it's like no dude like literally i've like been with one girl in yeah. my whole life like heather's like the only girl like i've pretty much ever been with like i dated i didn't well before heather there was one other girl from like Monco, but like i didn't have girlfriends yeah me either <laughs> yeah i would look at all the pretty girls nervous, in school man. and i would be like <clears throat> i and i only knew I, I was not like all i knew how to do was like make fun of of girls and like yeah, be funny shit. yeah yeah, yeah and, and like silly make jokes and the silly make a joke mm-hmm. and just never and it was never anything after that it was always just like yeah you're just a friend right exactly you know i tell heather to this day dude i was mad persistent with her like like I made my mind up that this was the girl that I used to walk by her house, like, because she lived on Tennis Avenue mm-hmm. and I lived, no, uh, 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 what the fuck road is that right there? Not Rosemary. Madison. 
Madison. She lived on Madison and I lived on Orange. So I would like dress all, I would like get all dressed up and like ride my bike by or whatever, or like mm. walk by, you know, cause I was just like infatuated with her. But she shot me down twice, dude. Like this was in college years, mm. temple years, like where I like finally started to gain confidence in myself because I had that one girlfriend before. And like, I was like, you know, just, I had my friends and like my boys would always hype me up, you know, like, like they were like a big part of my life, you know? And she literally told me to stop trying twice. And like, I always tell her to this day, I'm like, you know what? We wouldn't be here if it wasn't for me, you know, being persistent with you because I knew deep down inside like I was going to get you, you know, and then it ended up working out. But what she, did it on the third try? You know, she tells me, she told me this the other day. I was just like a really sweet, like nice, like caring, just open doors. And like, just, mm-hmm. I wanted her to be like, I would just fucking praise her. Dude, there'd be nights where like when we first start dating and we start sleeping together and shit. I would like look at her and be like, I can't believe like I'm fucking, you know, this is like my, like, I can't believe. Yeah, it's your crush, your lifelong crush. And I really don't know what happened for that, you Mm -hmm. know, because we grew up in school together. Yeah. And I was literally infatuated with her. Like, you remember Heather back in the day, dude, she was like the little popular chick and like, like with Chrissy Bennett. Yeah, Fran, I don't know if you know this. My mom was obsessed with Heather. So really? Heather, Heather and I used to get picked up from school every day. So uh-huh. I hated taking the bus because I used to get teased on the bus. Damn, so I never so took the bus in middle school. And my mom used to pick me up from work. My mom worked down the street from school and she would take a break, come get me mm-hmm. and, t- and drive me home and then go back to work mm-hmm. every single day. And Heather's sister, Jackie, used to pick her up. She was in the high school then. So she used to come and pick Heather up every day Mm -hmm. after school. So we would always wait in the in the little lobby in the middle school, right by the little the drive by there. Uh And so I'd always be with Heather and my mom would always be like, who is this girl that you're always hanging out with? And, And right. Like we talked about, like girls didn't look at me like that. I was the funny kid. I didn't, and I always be like, stop, mom, stop. And mom, my mom would be like, ooh, this girl likes you. I'm telling you, this girl, I'm like, and I'm thinking like, no girl likes me, mom. No girl likes me. So for years, my mom would just be like, Heather was like the girl that she knew that I was like friends with. Uh-huh. And she would be like, ooh, Heather, my daughter-in-law, my daughter-in-law. Are you serious? Like to this day, that's like how she, like as like her future daughter-in-law, that's like, and it's like years ago I had a time, I was like, that is mom so that's funny, all over dude. now like, that ain't happening when i lucked out with her man I so lucked i out with her yeah i was gonna say but like she was a good girl you I know out with her. when you talk about like with girls back in high school and stuff and those experiences and then looking back and wishing that you had it different yeah like i don't if you didn't kiss in and like but if you didn't have that have like that. when you talk about how you treat heather right and opening doors and all that it stuff it might have been different it might have you might have been cocky mm-hmm. you might have been like oh i've been dating and then all I got these into other that, girls and i feel bad for her because she went through a whole wave with me like where it was like the first four or five years i was like you're my fucking like i can't believe this like i'll do anything for you and, and then you like, start got, feeling yourself and then i got yeah. cocky dude and then i started getting attention from other girls right you start like, thinking this girl likes me probably other girls are gonna like yeah, me and dude, and, yeah yes. and had you had that in high school yeah it might have been a different outcome absolutely and that was definitely great way to put it bro like, that's definitely like i've it. got that and again grass is greener syndrome right yeah. oh this is great 
this has been great for four or five years, but what else is out there? There might be something else out there that's, you know, I met the, and it took me a long time to get over that whole, just because you know somebody else or just because you meet someone else doesn't mean that person likes you. True. Right. And, True. and, and that took a long time for me to like get past because I think I was trying to make up from, from high school mm-hmm. of like, Oh, I, uh, I didn't get to date this girl. And I didn't get to date this girl and this girl never paid me any attention. So anytime you, you, there's a type or or whatever of a girl that pays you attention. It's a little you bit. You automatically of, think like, oh, she likes me. She might like me. She might like <laughs> I can't me. You're saying this shit. I hope Heather listens to this because she needs to realize like the shit like you and I mm-hmm. went through of like the transformation because there was a point because I still I feel fat now I feel chubby now, but even before this like I was at a good weight and like I felt really attractive and like super cocky and I got mad attention you know. But I never, I never capitalized on any of that. I I was never into the cheating thing. Right. It just, my heart, like my mind, like I can't, I could never, I mean, like, you know, you fuck up every now and again, just on some like stupid shit, like just trying to be cool. But I I never went the full fucking way of like being unfaithful. And I hope she hears this. So she knows like the challenge that is with someone like her. So we talk about this because she had a different experience than me growing up. Mm. She grew up in school being attractive, having dudes like her, kissing this dude and kissing that dude and going to the prom and going here and dating him. Even though Heather was a really good girl, though, like she was a really good girl. Like, but with my coming up, I didn't have nobody knows what that feels like to be completely looked past to like. Getting crazy amount of attention. Like it's overwhelming, dude. And I feel like I handled it well mm-hmm. because I could have really went like a really fucked up way and become this cocky fucking asshole, like treat girls like shit right. and just fuck all Live out all your fantasies. And I never did just that. Just become Drake. Correct. Well, yeah, yeah. I never, I never, <laughs> I never did that. And now I I appreciate, I appreciate it when I get attention, you know? You and I both know what it feels like to not it the glow up yeah the glow like, up the the post high school glow up is a is a real thing it, it definitely fucks yeah it definitely fucks with your mind I mean listen when I graduated high school I was almost three hundred pounds when I graduated college I was one eighty five damn dude yeah. So now I've, and, you, and you got the skin complexion. So you were probably <laughs> definitely getting a lot of fucking attention. Now I've, yeah. So yeah. And, and I've got this, right. I was doing radio and, and video and he film like man, and no. like, and I was just, I was a personality. I yeah. became a personality, like a, a legitimate, I became a gimmick. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that's how everyone. You're good at this shit. Thanks. You're really good at this. Thanks. Yeah. You're talking to people or you're messing with people and you're kind of going, you go for whatever goes for you. Mm-hmm. Versus trying to find what you actually like, what you want, what you actually like. Yeah. And you can find yourself like failing over and over and over and over and over again Mm -hmm. because you're just going for whoever wants you Mm -hmm. because you've never had that before. Mm, That's deep, bro. And then you just go like for in in my case, now that I've just and I just turned 39 and I'm and I'm not married. Right. And just in like probably my most serious relationship ever. Yeah. How's that going? It's going really well. And I think. And we'll find out. Do you guys live together? No, we're actually, we're, we're, uh, I'm probably wrapping up my time here. We'll probably in the summer, probably. Yeah. I got to tell you, that's a big milestone 
for a relationship. Yeah, yeah. Just, it's, there's it's like big. there's a certain set of milestones that happen that will challenge the relationship. And moving in is a big part. So if you guys do decide to do that and you make it through, that's huge, man. Like yeah. Huge. Because when you live with someone, good worry. for you. I'm happy Thanks, for man. you, bro. Thanks. Like, because you do get to an age where it's like you, you want to like, you want to settle down with someone. You want to, you want to have those experiences. You want to like, like, and, and if I can give you any words of advice, because one thing Heather and I struggle with right now is that we're opposites, mm. right? Because like you said, like I didn't have the opportunity to really pick and choose what I wanted. I just knew I liked Heather just because she was like this beautiful, just sweet, caring, just like awesome, you know, I just loved her. And then like, we ended up together, thankfully. And like, but like, I've learned that we're different. So we, we make it work. Right. And, and it's, it's, per, it works out good, but we, we don't like the same movies. We don't, right. we don't like the same hobbies. Like we don't do that. So for you being in an opportunity now where you've grown and now you know who you are and you know what you like and you know what you don't like, make sure you take the time to really look for some similarities with the person that you're choosing to like spend the rest of your life with, yeah. you know, because that really goes a long way. Well, that was, a, that was a big thing for me was I used to think like, oh, I don't want to meet my clone, right? I don't want anyone that's like, just like me who likes the same stuff. And then, um, and then it was more like, well, I do want them to like some things that I like. And now it's like more like, I just know I'm the type of personality that can force things upon people mm -hmm. or, and, and luckily my girlfriend's, my girlfriend wants to, to learn, you know, different stuff about what I'm Did you ever get her, did you ever do her, did you ever get her on the podcast? No, well, she didn't go to Wizard Hicken. She went to school in New York. So what though? It's still, you can still talk about. Oh, for sure. She actually says, she actually says she would, if she, if, if I was, if I went to school with her and I was doing this for her school, mm -hmm. she, she says she would never do the podcast. She would, she would have zero. Yeah. She would zero interest in actually in coming on the podcast, <laughs> nor, and she listens to the podcast now, but she says she wouldn't even listen to the podcast. That's fucked if up, I was man. doing the podcast How's for her school. Uh, at least she's honest. I respect it. It's a good way to look. At I respect it. it. Yo, I really like your personality. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that you're someone that like, I, I, I'm a, I'm a little envious right now. I ain't gonna lie. Oh, why? Because I can hear it. Like, cause right away when you're saying what you just said, me would be defensive and take it personal and get like, why don't you? And why wouldn't you? And like, but you're looking at it like, well, at least you're being honest, you know? Well, and it's what? like, that's, that's a big thing right there, dude. Like that's big. It's big. You should be proud of who you turned into, man. Thanks, man. You should be proud of it. Well, one of the things that, you know, it's like, do I want, and that's where I was saying like before, you know, thinking like, oh, I want, I want them to like this and I want them to like all the things. All I can hope is that they give it, it that I realize now that's unrealistic, mm -hmm. right? You've got to, you can't, you, you've got to pick and choose what's important. Mm -hmm. I think, Absolutely. I think I'm not an expert. Uh, I spent no, the last, nobody is. spent the last two years of the podcast asking other people to help me figure this shit out. But you but see, I would never know, think that about you, bro. Like the way you carry yourself, like you seem like someone that's see? got it figured out. Social media is a bitch, man. I'm saying twist it, it, it twists reality. I mean, I don't, I, I don't, I'm not like a struggling to figuring to figure things out, but I definitely struggle to achieve what I want to achieve. Right. I'm always yeah. looking for, man, I'm always looking for, you know, 
the right way for it. You know, one of the things that like one of the things that I'm addicted to is becoming friends with people who are successful mm-hmm. or doing things that I never thought of attaining. That's a great addiction. Let me ask you this, um, please, because Heather's I feel like Heather's going to be checking off the all the, the classic questions I have to ask you. Yeah, please. Uh, and this coincides with a memory of uh, that I have other than when we got our when flight in English class. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think we had a science class together and you had a CD book. You carried around the CD book with you around school and was, you this was in high school. Yeah. And you kept um, you would have the CDs and you'd have the booklet in uh, in the back of the of the of with, the, like the, with the songs. and Yeah. 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 The, the CD book would be in the actual in the slip with the CD. Yeah. I wish I still had that thing. And I remember uh, you had the Wyclef Jean, the Carnival Fucking album. right, dude. Classic, man. Classic. I it was wish so I could, You blue. know, if you go on Apple Music, you can't find some of this shit no more. It was like so some of Jay Z's initial albums. Like I can't find them no more. And I'm so mad at myself that I like didn't take care. I follow toy hunters and like these people that make mm-hmm. all this money from like toys and yeah. like vintage shit. And I'm just like. Fuck, I wish yeah. I would have saved some of the shit I had just because of the music. Yeah. You know who's really good at that? Yeah. Gene. Really? Gene is a like a music connoisseur. And like he he was the one that would set everybody's iPods up and like put the playlists on. Because yeah. he's been so good at keeping all this vintage music, man. And I used to have a CD book, just like you said. Because yeah. I used to do the whole downloading torrents and all that shit. And I would yeah. make fucking CDs. Yeah. And I, I like lost all that shit because I fucking got distracted and I got, and I didn't give a, I sold my PlayStation. I fucking stole jewelry. I did so much shit, man. And I get so embarrassed about it. And this is like a part of me that you just brought up. Like, damn, I wish I would have kept yeah. a lot of the shit I had. The carnival. Fuck, man. I'm gonna, so my question to you. I wonder if you, that's still on here. I wonder if you can find that on, on oh, Apple for sure. Music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Go ahead. What, what do you so my question is, did you have, a favorite artist of the high school era? Beanie Siegel. Mm. The reason was senior week. That's all I can think of was senior week. Um, PD Crack, State Property, like Oskino Vasquez. Wow. Oskino. So yeah, like, oh, yeah. All those, State Prop. Like Big L. I got into like classic rap. Yeah. Um, I was always a hip hop and rap Mongol. Now in my older days, I listen to, I still, when I'm riding down the streets and shit, like I still got my old school, put my windows down, let my music blast. And I got to be listening to some classic hip hop or some good hip hop. I like beats. I like lyrics. Yeah. I'm into that shit. Did you have a movie of high school? No. That was in your, no, you said you didn't watch any, or you don't, you don't watch TV now, but did you watch anything then? How high I remember like high school, but like. I, I man, like it's like sad. Like I literally, like I can't remember. Like I literally can't remember. We had like the Scream era and all the teen movies and Scream. Yeah, no, I don't think I've ever. I don't, I can't sit here and say like I had a favorite man. Like this is probably going to be the boring part of the podcast, and maybe the whole thing is boring. <laughs> it's but the like, it's the lightning round of high school uh, questions. I, yeah, please. I I'm probably gonna. What was your favorite? What was your favorite artist? What was your favorite movie? Yeah, please. Did you have a favorite teacher? Um, favorite teacher? Uh, 
The only one I can remember is Mr. Brody. Oh yeah, man. That's literally yeah. the only one I can remember yeah, from yeah, teachers. Yeah. And he was I just remember him being cool. Um but no, I don't I don't I don't think I had a favorite, man. Did you have a job in high school? I worked at Giuseppe's Pizza. Oh for yeah. For a little bit. Best wings. I worked at like a gas station at like the corner of um Butler Pike and Skipback Pike. There was like a gas station on the corner that I worked at. Oh, and Broadax. Yeah. Yeah. There was a two, there was always, there was two gas stations there. Yeah. In the corners. And I, and I don't know how I got that job, but I was like a cashier for a little bit. I don't want to see it. The, I don't want to see it, dude. The, well, I will look oh, at man. it and I'll read your quote. You don't have to see it. Oh, I won't God. show you. The quote, please. I do want to see the picture. Oh man. I'm like. You do want to see it? Yeah, I do. I do. Which one is this? This is graduate. This is twelfth grade. This is graduating year. So we got football nine through twelve, lacrosse ten through twelve. I want to thank all my family and friends. Special thanks to my mom for always being there for me, and huh. the, and to all my friends in high school. Good luck in the future. Can I see? There you are. Oh God. Are you getting those feelings again? Oh, I don't even want to see myself, man. <laughs> what the hell? I didn't even have a forehead. I didn't even have a forehead. My hair was like, I had like a box. <laughs> Earl was the first person I went to that cut my eyes. I went to him the first time where I got a shape up and an outline. Yeah. Right for senior week. That was the first time I ever had Taught my Taught you how to do it. And then it's been off to the races ever since. That's funny. It's been very uh, euphoric to like sit here and talk about this shit, you know? I think we unlock some things. A little bit. Yeah. I feel like. I'm going to definitely take something with me from this. You know what Good, I mean? Yeah. And uh, try to remind myself of like some of this history I have, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not gone. It's your history too. It's yeah, not gone. Yeah. And what you said about the whole, you know, may not speak to people, but um, the memories are still there. That's that really sits with me well. You yeah. Know? And I appreciate that, man, for you to say that because I never thought of it that way more in a sense because i'm so um focused on like the moment and like what happened and not really realizing that of all the history and shit so like i appreciate you dude all right that was my conversation with francesco santo we got into some deep topics at times on this episode I didn't know what to expect when I sat down with Fran, especially if we were going to get into me punching him in English class. But I got to tell you, I was pleasantly surprised by the direction this podcast took at times. I haven't been very explicit about my struggles with my body image as a kid. It was a really rough time for me. And after all these years, it was really interesting to hear that Francesco had similar issues and that it still affects him as much as it affects me today. I think Fran is definitely figuring out some things in this world and in his life. But what I enjoyed the most is that while Fran and I didn't share the same opinion on everything we discussed, he was great at listening to my point of view and opened himself up to looking at some things differently. So thanks, Fran, for a really fun conversation. Don't forget, we did this podcast in person, so the full video is available at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. Subscribe to the channel and follow the Facebook and Instagram pages at We Weren't Friends in High School. The podcast is taking a brief end of semester break. And I will be back in one month on Monday morning, June 13th, with another episode as we barrel into the summer. And if I'm not mistaken, I believe my guest has to get government approval on what can and cannot be talked about. So that'll be new for the next episode. Okay, that is it for me. I'll see everyone June 13th on a Monday morning with my next guest. Later.